Material Components Episode 48 Nowhere is Safe Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. How you doing? Doing good. Ooh. Good. Yeah. Mm, wine oh. helps. It's true. <laughs> um, I have tea. Hey, guy. Oh, tea also helps. Mm hmm uh, not as much as wine, though. Uh, I am Olivia, and I'll be playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. Uh, I'm Michael, and I'm playing Sid Emberlite, Half-Elf Rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. And I would like to begin this session the same way I asked... Uh, Wowzers. I would like to begin this session the same way I begin every session, which is by asking all of you, do you remember what happened last time? Technically. I remember, but Cherish doesn't. <laughs> yes, my character has no idea. That's the important thing, is I need a recap from my players. I don't need an uh... in-character recap. Oh. See, I imagine that every session started with like the god all of us like looking down upon our characters being like, "Hey, you remember what happened last week?" <laughs> like, what's the hot goss? <laughs> yes. Uh Yeah, we were we hung out in the dreamlands. What what? Uh, we we went on a harrowing journey to rescue our good friend Grawl from the dreamlands. Uh-huh. He's Cause... very grateful that we did that. <laughs> he's, he's real happy. And... Definitely needed our help. Uh, no. Not, it was not the other way around. <laughs> no. <laughs> I assure we all the listeners <laughs> who did not listen to the last episode for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, actually, if we could just put a notice uh, mm -hmm. to say skip last episode and just come right to this one, because we'll just tell you what happened, no. which is that we rescued Grawl. Wrong. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty good one. Yeah. Reed, would you like to inform our listeners about what actually <clears> happened? <throat> uh... Due to, uh, let's see here, the shenanigans of my friends, Grawl had to go in and rescue all of his fun, fun friends and their good choices uh, from the Dreamlands with Robin Goodfellow. And uh, yeah, it was uh, interesting. Uh, they were there not were themselves. Yeah, there were spiders. There was a squirrel demon thing, um, which, yeah, was quickly dispatched. Um, spiders were fun. No one except for Grawl was themselves. Cherish became Cherish Valmarod, which uh, was a, what was it, like a brass or like a copper gold, gold. dragon? <laughs> okay, whatever. One it's of gold. Of course it's, it's gold. It, it's 100% gold. It might be gold. important later, so. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Later. Yeah. It might um, be important right now. Mm. Anyways, um, Sid uh, was the uh, was the embodiment of Stormpiercer, which was fun. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then um, and then Tirza, Tirza was an old man. 
<laughs> an old cantankerous snake. Yeah, man. yeah, snake man. Yeah, it's true. Right? Yeah, so it's yeah. perfectly lovely. Yeah, a little touchy, yeah. a little touchy. <laughs> More I was handsy. just so glad to see you. You, <laughs> you know, yeah. just likes to get those little shoulder massages that mm-hmm, wasn't necessarily mm-hmm, asked for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, how you doing? And then a, a graze on the cheek. I'm like, okay, that's not <laughs> that's not cool. Anyways, yes, indeed, we had Cherish Valmarad, Stormpiercer, and Cloak Biden here <laughs> in the Dreamlands. <laughs> uh huh. Fuck off. <laughs> hopefully this doesn't age badly um (laughs) it's going to age (laughs) leastways the three of them had found themselves in the dreamlands after sid cherish and tirza attempted a a rescue operation to find their erstwhile friend grawl who had fallen into a mild coma which apparently is something we shouldn't be concerned about I mean, protect my body kind of thing. Like, that would be good. Instead of everyone leaving me, and now, like, your bodies were just laying there, too. Well, if someone had told us about, like, <clears throat> how the dreamlands work and how much control he has within them, then... Y'all maybe also don't, like, 100% believe me, though, is the thing. Sure. No. All right. Cool. believes you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't... Look, we can all agree that the last couple of sessions have definitely typified Grawl's not telling people-ness in a way that has become, uh... Dangerous? <laughs> well... <laughs> disastrous? <laughs> Mind your own business. <laughs> Leastways, Grawl, you had descended into the Dreamlands for a very specific purpose. Mm-hmm. And that purpose was to discuss matters with your patron, the creature known as Mott. Though that may not, in fact, be its true or even full name, as you came to discover. Uh, do you remember the particulars of that conversation? Um, <clears throat> Mott has been <sighs> imprisoned so to speak, um, and by other deities um, who view him as, or it, as a threat. And um, he is utilizing me to kind of free him and free the world from its confines. Um, as yeah. Mott put it, he wished to free mortal kind from the tyranny of gods. Hmm. Yay. So, take of that what you will. It's got to be a good just, thing. Next, next time you're in the Dreamlands, you should tell Sadagar that. I'm just saying. Why would I? Yeah, I no. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the conversation you had with Mott was one of quite a few revelations, not the least of which was that apparently, prior to his capture. It had cast away its true name in order to have some semblance of itself free to act upon the mortal plane. And that true name came in the form of a sword, which you now grasp and wield. 
there is a book that your packed weapon can form into. It has three locks, the first of which is open. And when those three locks are undone, Mott will have access to its knowledge, its memories, perhaps greater power. You're not entirely sure about the consequences of unlocking that book. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's fine. Mott also lets you know that the only reason it was free to talk as directly to you as it was was the fact that its captors, creatures known as the Yith, were not currently observing you. Because their eyes were upon three intruders in the Dreamlands who were just gabbing all day about their buddy Grawl. See, we helped. Uh -huh. Helping. Couldn't have done it without us. After, yes, a quick adventure with your new best buddy, Puck, in which you fought giant spiders, confronted some zoogs, and managed to cross a bridge. You eventually made your way out of the Enchanted Woodlands and to a place in the Dreamlands that was referred to as Krakoa, or Carcosa, mm -hmm. a strange patchwork city on a deadened plain. Before entering the city, though, Grawl remembered that there are three items which his packed weapon can transform into here in the Dreamlands. Mm -hmm. The book, as I mentioned, a scroll, which up till now he has used to communicate with Mott whenever Mott was not immediately present, and a silver key that nice. apparently lets him GTFO. Perfect. Um, I should also point out that uh, while Grawl remembered that, Read 100% did not. Thank you, friends. Got, we got to get that wiki up. Yeah. Yeah. Consult my, I, need to, I need to take notes. Thankfully, it did not go the way of the Pearl of Power, and you managed to use your silver key to free both yourself and your friends from the Dreamlands. You awoke comfortable in beds in an inn. Hmm. Finding yourselves, yourselves, eventually you came to realize that 12 days have passed, and you now find yourselves in the city of Wickmore's Landing, outside of the Drylands. It is now the 20th day of Ember, and as such, the door has been flung wide, and a very concerned-looking Netta, Tirza's protector, teacher, mother figure stands there staring agog at the four of you and particularly at Tirza you had all rushed for your weapons and you heard this thunderous clomping of heavy iron boots approaching the door but now those weapon hands relax as you see this familiar face standing at her full height of like six foot seven she just takes up the whole frame of the door her plate mail gleaming the adamantine mace resting at her hip her hands flexing she's girded for war and yet she stands there staring in slack jawed silence 
Yeah, I think Tirza just immediately starts crying. <laughs> not like, not like, you know, hysterical sobbing, but I think she just immediately, like, is tearing up. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, I think I had, <clears throat> I think I had grabbed my shield and not, not my hammer. And I think she just like, it just like drops out of her hands and she strides up to Neta like as quick as possible and does like a, a brief, brief Jarashir symbol of respect and then hugs her. And you found yourself dressed in comfortable bed attire. You're not dressed in your full Jarashir armor, though you had seen that it had, it had been set aside uh, gently as if in reverence on a chair all its own. The scales of Androgyny seeming to have been set in a special place, whereas some of your other stuff had just been sort of heaped in the corner. Huh. Uh, you know. <laughs> it's maybe a religious relic. We don't really know. Like she doesn't really like the rest of us, so it's, you know, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You did just find Stormpiercer just leaning on the wall. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. <laughs> She's like, eh, it's just a fucking sword. I don't know. Mm, I don't that's... use one of those. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, as opposed to the rest of, again, the rest of your stuff, which was sort of just in a heap nearby, uh, yeah. Stormpiercer was set, at least singularly, by the wall. Hmm. I'm mostly kidding. She's not actually an asshole. <laughs> as you well. rush up and hug her, she will breathlessly hug you back, and there's this long quiet moment where her eyes are closed and she's just holding you in this death grip and it hurts because she's wearing full plate armor and you <laughs> are wearing just cloth awesome so like there's little pinches of plates um and as she's creaking in this armor she'll quickly realize that and then hold you at arm's length just staring at you still cherish you would see crawling in through the crawling on the ground through the open door is a six-legged rat that's just poking its head around the, the door frame, looking into the room of this inn. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'm going to kneel down and, like, like cut, cut my hands out. Like, yeah. My little buddy. And he will sort of scamper into the room. He's not going to jump into your hands, but he'll, like, scamper around into a that's, corner of the room. That's fair. <laughs> In my head, I'm going to be like, oh, sorry, that was probably, like, super patronizing. You're just, like, super adorable in that form. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Netta will just continue to stare at you, Tirza, for a, a long, long moment, and then finally she'll say, You are older. I, um, I think Tears is forgotten, <laughs> like, that that's, I mean, obviously doesn't, didn't forget about the reasoning behind that, but is just used to it now, because so much has happened. Um, oh, I, um, yes, we have a lot to talk about. Yes, uh, yes, we, you need to eat, and she'll, like, 
grab you and start bringing you out of the room. Awesome. Um... Yeah, I don't know. You guys could come with, comical, I guess. But... Comical, uh, comical sounds coming from everyone's stomachs. <laughs> what are the rest of you doing? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm probably hungry too. Yeah, I'll definitely get some food. Um, if Grawl's missing any like normal like articles of clothing, he's gonna make sure he's got all of his like belongings with him. Yeah, you were dressed in uh, pretty simple, like, whatever you wear to bed, probably minus your boots, as you've established. Um, but, like, you've been dressed in, like, a something comfortable to lay in. Apparently, you've been out for a while, and mm. someone has gone through the trouble of changing you all into comfortable garments. Weird. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love it. How did we bathroom? I don't want to know. I do. I've checked the bed. <laughs> Your bed Jake, is perfectly clean. Jake, oh. wow. style. <laughs> Magic that way. Don't um, think about it too yeah, much. Yeah, I mean, if I'm like, if I'm, not, I'm gonna get dressed. I guess, yeah. Like, if I'm not wearing clothes, it would be proper to be out in public in, I suppose. Uh, Netta seemed unconcerned about that particular point with Tirza as yeah. Tirza was just steered away uh -huh. I'm just in my cute little like bloomers yeah <laughs> I'll at least put some pants on <laughs> yeah it's up to the rest of you whether or not you want to dress properly or not but oh, yeah. it doesn't seem to be a yeah. concern at least to Netta gotta look nice I guess. okay mm -hmm. so you all put on some regular people clothes mm-hmm mm -hmm. I assume we take turns in the because we're all in the same room. Or do we care about th that at this point? We've been traveling together long enough. Girl doesn't care. That's yeah. a really good question. Yeah. I guess that is a question you all have to answer for yourselves. Grawl clearly doesn't give a crap. I'm just yeah, putting I'm it all on over the top of the f the stuff. <laughs> yeah, Sid doesn't care. Yeah, I'm not sure Cherish cares either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It seems as though propriety has been left by the roadside with at least these three travelers i was gonna say the one person who would be concerned isn't there anymore so no. <clears throat> tirza you are guided out onto a second floor landing that overlooks a medium-sized tap room it seems as though there's this long hallway that serves as doubles as a balcony overlooking this tap room. There are maybe only six rooms in this place that you can see, judging by the number of doors on this hallway. But the exposed stairwell leads down into a decently furnished place. It's not too fancy, but it's definitely well appointed. There are a couple of round, small tables, a long bar with stools. There are two booths that dot the walls and there is a small low stage off to one side that sits near a roaring fireplace in the tap room you can immediately identify at least one figure who is sitting by himself at a small table with several bottles of wine in front of him and that is the uh, hunched form of Darren Dunn oh good he's still here Behind the bar, 
making small work is what looks like a copper dragonborn with a like tall lithe frame curling horns that sort of come down like ram's horns but there's several of them um this wide frill that kind of comes down off the center of their head and down their back and along their shoulders they are occasionally like bringing up this big like hawk of a loogie and will spit into a glass and you can see this little like green phlegm just hit inside the glass but then start to sizzle and pop and they're cleaning out glass with with what looks like acidic saliva nice Nearby, down in the tap room, you only see uh, one other figure, and that is a human man that you don't recognize uh, sitting at a one of the booths. He has a small glass in front of him and a pitcher of what looks like water. Okay. Um, you, you are steered down into this tap room. Darren Dunn will look up as you approach, and the, the Dragonborn will also look up and see you being steered down. Still and crying a little bit. Netta will say, Haskan, food, now! Um, I, I'm so sorry, Mike. I just totally lost that, what she said. Uh, Netta is just commanding someone named Haskan to get food. The dragonborn will, like, look up and, like, stare at you as you're coming down the stairs, uh, get a big, toothy smile on his face. Uh, and it looks like he's about to say something when Netta says, Food! Now! And the dragonborn will raise their hands and, like, go, yeah, yeah, all right, and uh, bustle off down the counter. It doesn't look like there's any like kitchen in the back. There's just like a small little stove off to the side. Um, that there's a pot there with something bubbling, and it smells good as you get down into the the tap room. Yeah. Oh, tummy also doing the grumble. Um. So as soon as we're like. I mean, I think, I think, I think upon smelling food, Tirza is like, oh my god, I'm so hungry. And uh, as soon as, like, food is brought, she's just gonna, like, scarf the first bowl of whatever it is. It is an incredibly hearty stew. Nice. Um... And then when that's done... She'll put it down and, and say. So, um, much has happened since I saw you last. Um, and Netta will grab your empty bowl, stand up, and move back over to the bar and plop it down and say, Another. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. I would have forceful personality she has. It's been a while. The um, dragonborn will gladly fill another bowl and pass it back and Netta will come back and plop it down in front of you and say, you've been subsisting on nothing but berries for the last 
week or so. Need to eat. Okay, I I will, but I um. But before I um talk about what happened, I I just want to know. Have you heard anything from the Scaled Council about eat first? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> God damn. She'll just um, stare at you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I'll eat the second one. Okay. Uh, by the time you're making your way through that, the rest of the group is coming, trooping out of the room, fully dressed now. Go downstairs. Grawl, where mm -hmm. is your sword? I am not summoning it. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Sid, I'm guessing that Stormpiercer rides at your hip. Oh, yeah. Okay. Indeed. So, yeah, <laughs> the three of you come out and see the inn, much as I described. Uh, Hey, guys, why don't we just give them just a little bit of time to catch up? Yeah, and maybe some space. No! <laughs> like, I'm, I'm hungry, too, but maybe we should just sit in a, in a different table. Sure. I mean, we could still order food. We, <clears throat> we should not have to eat up there. Oh. Yeah, I'm starving. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I go up to the bar. Uh, hello. Hello there. Um, hey, the name's Sid Emberlight. What's your name? Zephyr Banner Haskin. It is a pleasure to meet you. Oh, good to meet you, too. Uh, whatever you have there smells delicious. Um, mind if I have some? Yes, of course. Fish and crabs, too. Fresh on the husk. Great, thank you very much. Get it right away. And he serves uh, up three bowls of stew for those who want it. Oh, thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Uh, and I find a booth somewhere. Sit down. There are only two booths, one of which has a person at it. Uh, well, then not that one. <laughs> Can we sit at the bar? Are there are there stools at the bar? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, okay. that works. Yeah. That works for me. So, Tirza, you are distracted as you're just, like, conscientiously just eating this second mm -hmm. bowl of stew, and you watch your friends troop down and get served as well. But Netta is and watching you intently. None of you see the help me. <laughs> Look, we're all, we're all low-key afraid of her. <laughs> That's probably. It's just... probably not even low-key for some of you. <laughs> yeah. Um... Punch a kid. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he was a little rapscallion. Um, <clears throat> whoever this was, he sounds really great. <laughs> whoever, whoever that was. Poor, poor child living on the streets. Yep. Dead mother. Yep. Yes. <laughs> so as the three of you are eating, and Tirza, you finish your second bowl, Netta will nod as though satisfied, at least for now. <laughs> she will then stand up walk back over to the bar and say water god damn moms am I right the copper dragonborn uh, will just like nod and fill a, a glass with water um, 
There seems to be a, a pump behind the bar that he's pumping out of. Uh, you're not quite sure which part of the city you're in, but the water pump would probably indicate you're closer to the river than farther away. Just... Well, you know that Wick, Wickmore, no, Wickmore's Landing, like, borders a river on oh, a large yeah, like, area of it. Yeah, like, a, a bit of it, yeah. I forgot about that. And Netta will bring back this large glass of water and set it down in front of you, expectantly, Tirza. Um, yeah, I, I think she just picks it up, like, chugs it as fast as she can and puts it down and says, okay, now I'm... I'm serious. I need. I need to know. Netta's face. It's good is to see you. Fucking mask as she stares at you. Well, have you? I have a feeling that my. reluctance to take my vows has not gone unnoticed and other things have happened that have maybe um have you heard anything from the skilled council from anyone I have done my best to ensure that the Scaled Council does not know of your current whereabouts. They believed you resided in Stormhaven for some time, studying among the Divine Athenium. Uh. This illusion was somewhat shattered when word reached them from one of the other auger bearers. Yes. Um. When this ruse was discovered, my ruse, my deception, not yours, Tirza, mine, I was disciplined. Your actions have been noted and are to be praised should you return to the council. Shakar spoke very highly of you, I am told. I... That's not... <laughs> That's not fair. You... <clears throat> I'm sorry that I put you in danger. There is no danger. In fact, there is probably less danger now that I am no longer a, a member of the Thunder Guard. You, you were stripped of your duties. I was found wanting in my loyalty to the Council. And I was disciplined rightly.
that's that's not fine I I suppose you're right I suppose that there's less eyes on you Oh, God, Nita, so much has happened, and I don't know... I don't know what to do anymore. Uh, that's funny, because I never knew what to do in the first place, but... Tears are stop this. You don't... There are many enemies here in the valley without you being your own. Yes. I just... I wonder if... my own... Do you know who Rashad is? Just gonna start it out. The big one. Cher as she's eating, Cherish is doing doing this, doing the like forehead on the hand, like, oh, why did you start out with that? Grawl, Sid, Cherish, I need you to give me perception checks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Twenty-four for Sid. Uh, seventeen. Uh, yeah, fifteen. Okay. You would all notice that the figure at the booth definitely looks up and towards the conversation. You can see now that they are dressed in Haven Guard uniform. Is it that fool? No, because we would recognize him. And when he looks up, you immediately recognize the face of the okay. commander who arrested you all. <laughs> oh, oh, God oh, damn it. Okay. In a room full of people <laughs> that I just adore right now. It's just love good. everyone in this room. It's good. Oh, it's thanks. Good. You too, Sherry. All the adults in this room I love. Oh, okay. What the Sid. hell? <laughs> yes. Oh, I love you too, girl. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Sid, you notice that it looked to you as though Darren Dunn was sort of like drinking himself into oblivion as is his wont, mm -hmm. but at the name Rashad, he will sort of just like lean back and it looks to the casual observer like he is looking into the middle distance, but you can tell his intention is completely bent toward the conversation happening in the center of this room. <laughs> The absence of the bartender, though, is conspicuous. They seem to be making themselves very, very busy at the end of the bar, not looking at anything, cleaning glasses as furiously as possible. Very off-put by this very awkward conversation happening. Yep. That's fair. About to have ourselves an inglorious bastards moment here. <laughs> Do the card game. Do the card game. Officer's <laughs> name. You never got it. Uh, it's like, oh, that's right. Oh, no, that's right. We didn't get his name. Yeah. <laughs> Rick. Hi, mm -hmm. Copper. Tirza. 
Uh-huh. You say the name Rashad. Netta will gasp. And her eyes will go wide. And a look of very easy to read fear and confusion spreads over her expression. And with a trembling voice, she will say, Where did you hear that name? We... <sighs> I think I think at this point, Cherish, like, as the moments <laughs> pass with Tirza saying nothing, Cherish, like, spins around on the booth, the, the, the stool, and just, like, stares at her, like, are you fucking kidding me? What? Uh, <clears throat> do I see that? I don't know. I might be too busy. Give me a perception check with disadvantage. Oh, all right. Oh, I rolled two tens, so, uh, or two twelves. Yeah. So twelve. Mm-hmm. You are a little fixated by yeah, I'm a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, cherish. You will notice when you turn around. Uh just beyond where Tirza and Netta are sitting, Darren Dunn is making eye contact with you and just like very briefly shaking his head. We um, encountered him in Blue Gulch. That is not possible. I know. Can I can I lean over to Cherish and be like, "Is is this the place to have this conversation?" Y'all, my intelligence is eight. <laughs> Same. What are you, what are you trying to say? Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe not, but it's happening. So you could not have seen Rashad. Because he was taken on Dahaka's march, yes, I know. And Netta will breathe in a sharp at the mention of that, and yeah, you would know that she has never expressly talked about that particular form of punishment. Nope. Nope. You are vaguely aware of it, and you were explicitly told what it was by a certain Rashad, but uh, she, yeah. may, she maybe went out of her way to tell you about it. I think when I made the role, when talking to Jeremiah Payne, you said you have heard the words, but not ever known like what it meant. Yeah. And Netta will just nod once very slowly and say he conspired with outsiders with devils and demons and the fae and he opened the valley up to 
the storm, he could have been he could have been the breaker of the storm wall and the council would not risk he he was destroyed well not all of him was and we found him in Blue Gulch with a following and this cult, the, the cultist not the same as the ones we had dealt with previously but uh, related um He's dead completely now. But, um... Shakar said you had destroyed some cultists, freed innocent townsfolk from their control? They were trying to Oh god, how do I even start this? There's so much to explain. Um, maybe not... This is a long story. Maybe maybe not here. I... And Netta will like suddenly become sort of aware of your surroundings. Me too. <laughs> With... Darren Dunn now explicitly looking at the two of you as he's just like taking a draft out of a wine bottle. Uh, the eyes of the, the Haven Guard are on you as well, though uh, he seems to be a little nonplussed by what's being said. You now notice the gazes of your friends from the bar. Jerish just like staring daggers into me. <laughs> um... Maybe put something on as well. And you suddenly realize you're not even wearing Sadagar. Uh, I put him on at the beginning of or at the end of last session. Oh, that's true. Um, so in that case, uh, he. He's been emotionally staring daggers at you this whole time. No, 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 no. He, is he likes sharing not. knowledge. He Yeah, and you're doing is... a super bad <laughs> Give me an investigation role with Sadagar. Can I use Yes, absolutely. Ah. It's the sound your so cloak you... makes. So so using Sadagar's intelligence. Ah. Using Sadagar's intelligence? Yes. Oh my god. That is crazy. So 23. Okay. Uh, Sadagar does not want this conversation to stop. There is a desperate need for it to keep going. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but Netta seems like she's beginning to button up a little bit. Yeah, well, we should go upstairs. <laughs> and Netta nods and stands up and waits for you to take the lead. Um, yeah, I'll stand up and stride right past her to the stairs okay. and walk back to the room. So everybody else down in the bar watches these two women march up the stairs into the room and the door closes and suddenly there's a exhalation of breath from literally everyone in the room. And Stormpierce will say, well, that was intense. I mean, it could have gone a lot worse. Yes, she could have tried to stove her head in like she did with you. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, remember that? I, I will... <laughs> good times. Remember. Yeah, good times. A valuable lesson about thievery, I should think. <laughs> Do not get me started on Don't this. Get caught. This is not a conversation that I want to have now. Well, no, Sid, you mean he's right. The lesson you learned was to not get caught. No, she is wrong. That is not the lesson <laughs> I was speaking of. Mm, sounds like it to me. The man at the booth will down his glass of water, push himself up out of the booth, stare around at all of you, if any of you make eye contact with him, he will give you... He will then reach into a pocket, pull out a silver pocket watch, check it, click it closed, slip it back into his pocket, and then walk out the door. Hell yeah. I had a feeling about that one. Cool. Good, so we're not going to be immediately under arrest again. Awesome. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, I haven't done anything wrong. I don't know. When has that stopped? I just almost, it almost got really political there for a second. Anyway. <clears throat> Darren Dunn will lean back in his chair and like take another draft out of a bottle of wine. And you can see now that there are like three empty bottles in front of him and he's quickly draining this fourth one. Mm -hmm. And he'll say, Well, good morning, sleepyheads. You done sleep? Ah, no, it's like late afternoon, so no, it's not morning at all. But when someone wakes up, you say good morning, because that's when people wake up. Okay. Why are you here? Yeah. Um, well, I'm the one who brought you here. Yeah. Where's the mayor? I mean, I assume he went back to Blue Gulch, but... Yeah, Mr. Fangy Math had to go back to Blue Gulch. Because, uh, you know, the whole, like, hobgoblin thing happening with them marching towards the city and all. Yeah. 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 Well, we're awake. How? So. Wait. Yes, Jerry? Did we get loaded into the Strothheim carriage? How did you get us here? Oh, uh, me? Uh, I use magic. Okay, I guess that makes Yep. You don't want to elaborate on that? 
Well, you were on the bottom of the coach and you needed to get moved to the other coach, so I used some magic to float your bodies and then I put you in the other coach and then the coach drove here. And then then we got here about oh like two days ago and then I helped carry you up to the room and yeah. And that's how we got here. Okay. What are you... So you're just waiting for us to wake up? Yeah, yeah. Um, Zenova said someone needed to stick by and, you know, she was really mad at our fang face back there for letting y'all just go traipsing off into the dream what's-its and, uh, but, you know, he's, he couldn't really do anything about it, so uh, someone had to wait. So it's my sort of movie. Um, I don't know if we're still eating uh, food, but... That is I... up to you whether or not you've finished your bowl of soup. Probably at yeah, this I'm point. I'm still eating. Um, or maybe I've like gotten another one. Yeah, and apparently you can have as much soup as you want. And um, once you've had at least one bowl, the dragonborn behind the counter will also offer you drinks. Hell yeah. Hey. What day is it? And the Dragon Morse will look at you weird and Darren Dunn will say it's the 20th day of Ember. I start like without looking like whapping Sid on the shoulder like I might be able to drink again. <laughs> right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Mixer said a month, and it's been three days since a month has passed. You think that's too soon to try? I was just one. asleep for 12 days. <laughs> well, that's up to you. I'm not going to stop you. You should do it. You know, In for your science. mind, Maz will say, I think the goblin was crazy. But you do you. <laughs> Wait. Yes, queen. Maybe I'll wait another week. God, that sucks. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, can I get up and head over to Darren's table? Sure. As you're approaching him, he's got the bottle just straight back, and he's draining the last of it and <clears throat> plants it on the table. Uh, well, the four of us are awake now, so what's next for you? Uh, me, I'm uh, heading to Stormhaven, I think. What do you got going there? Well, that's where the road leads, and then from there, I'm heading north to Enclave, from there, trying to see if I can get back to Faramsia. Right. That whole situation. Yeah, that's right. Zenova's got some people up at Enclave that might be able to help, so we'll see what happens. More of the the Rift Keepers. Right. Um. Hmm. 
do you mind if we just have a, oh, I don't know, a bit more of a private conversation? You and me? On you. Sorry, say that uh, you, 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 me and you have a yeah. private... Why? Yeah. I have a few questions. And he'll, like, hold out his hands, and it's only you, your two friends, and the the dragonborn behind the counter who are down here. It's like, this is pretty private. Okay. Unless you don't want to talk in front of your friends. <laughs> uh, I look back at them, like, no, I guess it's fine. Um, yeah, I think Cherish just sort of shrugs, like, whatever you want, dude. Yeah. And he'll gesture towards the dragonborn behind the counter and say, and I'll vouch for Zephyr Bano over there. He's, he's a good bloke. So, uh, okay. Uh, so, when we were in the, the bulwark, you mentioned that you were following me because you wanted to protect me. Uh, why? Because mm. uh, you're Sidian's kid, and that means you shouldn't die. Yeah, but but here's the thing. I don't know who that is, and he doesn't know who I am, so what does it matter? Well, it matters, because if I went back to Tharimsi and said, Hey, Sid, how's it going? I met your son. And then he died. Oops. I think he'd take that rather poorly. Did he ask you to do that? No. And and here's the real kicker. I didn't need to be asked because I'm a good friend. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Nailed um, it. <laughs> does he... Does he know that I was at the bulwark? If he did, he didn't tell me. Though, to be fair, he didn't tell me a ton other than to go there and tell people about what's happening. Right. Uh, how long have you known him? Uh... His whole life, I guess. How long is that? It'd be probably close to 50 some odd years. Okay. I don't so... know. It gets, it gets a little fuzzy the farther back it goes. Right. It seems like all of it is fuzzy for you at this point. You're not wrong. <clears throat> and yeah. he'll like wave a hand at the dragonborn and uh, the copper skin dragonborn will let out a sigh and then pull out another wine bottle from underneath the bar and walk it over uh, make that too <clears throat> and Darren will kind of like raise an eyebrow and again he has these very odd eyes that are pure silver with the black dots in the center and he'll stare at you and say okay then 
Okay, and then I yeah I take a drink. Uh, so you probably met Angela, right? Mm. Nope. Is he being honest? Give me an insight check. Yeah. <laughs> there is a half truth here. He's not being, he's not lying, but maybe he's not telling the full truth. Okay. You seem hesitant to answer that. Is there a reason? I... Uh, she... I saw her, but I never really, like, met her, you know? Like, yeah. spoke to her. I just but, saw her. But you talked to Lucidian about her, right? Um, he... I mean... Uh, he talks sometimes about he did it was whew, uh yeah okay you're not the first person I've tried to get information uh out of about this particular subject and it for some reason people seem really hesitant to talk to me about it and it's kind of pissing me off, if I'm going to be honest. Okay, it okay. It's like everybody knows stuff that Look, I don't I'm, fucking know about my own mom. I'm. I, it's not that I know anything about your mom, all right? It's just I know how things sort of ended with them, and it wasn't nice, all right? And well, what happened? I don't know if it's my place to say. Well, whose pla who, oh, who's place is it to tell me? Ah, uh, your dad's? So I have to talk to him to find out what happened. Look, all I know is a little bit after... I knew you existed, right? I, I knew you were... That he had a kid. But I didn't... I didn't know who you were. And I know that after you came along... The old man came back to Fair Aimsit and he didn't want to really talk about it. He was upset and and yeah, he he wasn't he didn't take it well, alright? Okay. I take another drink, like a big long drink. But Here's the thing, after he came back, and after a little while, he he threw himself into his work, yeah, and he he's doing he's do, he did right by his old men and by the Lydons and all that good stuff. He's a good guy. I I don't rightly know exactly what happened with your mum and him, but he he's he's a good guy.
guess I'm gonna have to talk to him to find out what happened then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And look, and then you'll get to meet your sister and everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone's got surprise sisters here. I'm so I'm sorry, what? <clears throat> Mine's a metaphorical <laughs> sister. Meanwhile, upstairs. <laughs> Is it? Is it? <laughs> I think it's a literal sister. Mine? Yes. yes. Are you talking real life or Grawl? Because uh, I have a real sister. I don't I'm, know. What... I'm talking about Grawl. Yeah, no, she was born in a different spot. Yeah, that was oh actually my God, pretty. You no, that's actually pretty definitive. It was mentioned that uh, oh. Null was born separately from Grawl. Yeah, they were not. From Strangle Vine. Technically related. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought they were he was the the, the guy was saying that like they were like they separated. Were separated. That's what I understood. Too. Like like parent trap style. Okay, nope. my bad. We thought nope. you were hobgoblin parent trap. <laughs> no. Yeah. They were both they were both born within a certain period of time that marked them both as what is called warborn. So they were oh, born okay. during a mustering for war, and it marked them as special. On top of that, they were both born albino, which people took yeah. as a sign. Just Medical forical sister. Putting Magoobliet out on a little inflatable bed in a lake. <laughs> it's either me so, or them. <laughs> once that's cleared up. Uh-huh. Upstairs. Okay. Netta yeah. will close the door behind her and you find yourself back in the room where you woke up right so um a, a lot to explain and if i'm i'm going too fast I, or if i'm not making sense it's just because a lot has happened so um <clears throat> and now olivia mm -hmm. just for sake of brevity I'm, would, you, yeah. would you like to bullet point what you tell Netta? Yes, I was just I was just about to. Okay. Um, first of all, feel a little something like yeah. This. Um, so first of all, like realm scars, like just telling her about that nonsense. Mm -hmm. And then she seems vaguely aware of realm scars as a concept. Um, and she knows that the, like, one of the primary functions of the Thunder Guard is to stop weird aberrations from, from coming out of them. Yeah. Or yeah. from just, like, stopping them, because, like, they're not responsible for, like, closing Realm Scars. They're just responsible for stopping things that come out of the Realm Scars. Yeah. Um, and so I basically detail, like, all of the, the task we were given by the old mage and... Um, a brief explanation that they're like accelerating and that shit is bad and then I will detail I'll detail pretty much the entire story of Blue Gulch okay um, to her when you start uh, in on the subject of Blue Gulch and Jeremiah Payne and Shad uh, is there anything you leave out No. Okay. She will 
sit quietly, sort of absorbing that story. Um, but I do start, Tirza does start to cry again when we get to the subject of, um, like, coming upon the cult and that whole thing. When you start talking about all of that, do you parrot the story that Jeremiah Payne told you? Um, or do you paraphrase it? I think... Yeah, I mean, I, I think she tries to describe it as best as she can. As best as she remembers. Which is probably pretty damn good, because it was, you know, like pretty important and yeah horrifying <laughs> potentially sure. um okay as you are saying this story and uh going through it eventually you reach Jeremiah Payne's story about what happened to him about how he was treated by the Jarashir about, I mean, all of it. Mm -hmm. She will begin to her, her face is always the stoic mask for the most part. You've seen her emotionally break occasionally when she's when she told you the story of what happened to the old guard was a point of emotional vulnerability you had never seen in Netta. Yeah. This moment is beginning to look a little like that. Her lip trembles slightly when you speak of what Rashad went through and you see tears forming at her eyes when you reach the point of his admission of just trying to do what little good he could despite being used by the cult and she doesn't sob she doesn't break down in the same way she did when she spoke about Angela and Kalkin and in a vague abstract the elder Sid but she will weep openly fighting sounds from escaping her mouth that you can see her lower jaw is trembling she will continually just like put her hands on her forehead and run them through her short shock of hair that is uh, black but with shot with gray and that gray has really only started cropping up in the last five years um, and, and I... she will whisper when you reach the end talking about how he died she will whisper 
Guru Rashad. You... I mean, can I... Can I put together... What? I don't know. Olivia is pretty certain that she knows what that means, and I wonder if that's... Guru means teacher. Yeah. Um... You, you were one of his students then. I had maybe thought so. She will kind of straighten up and say, I witnessed his heresy myself. I had saw things he had summoned to this world. That... That must have been terrifying. And I... I don't think he would... I don't know that he would blame you for whatever happened. I... he... By his own admission, he was messing with forces he didn't understand completely, but he was... I think, genuinely trying to save the valley. His teachings, what he... I... Perhaps in the end, that is what he was attempting, but that is not... I always told myself that's not what he was doing. Did he... Did he ever speak to you at the end about the, the true purpose of our people? About what we were... what we were doing in the valley? He spoke many heresies before the end. I... Netta is clearly struggling with something here. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> there is a fevered excitement coming from Sadako. I know, me too! <laughs> I think, I think after 
all of the lies I've been told. I think I deserve to discover a little truth, and I think... I think Jeremiah Payne might be the key to that. So... I was young when this occurred. I had only begun to take my first steps into the priesthood. His teachings were strange and new and spoke of a world, worlds beyond the valley. It, it, it was the dreams of a child. Well, I... I can tell you they're not dreams. We've been to other planes. And this is where Netta is confronting her faith versus what she knows is reality. I know. <laughs> she will stand up and start pacing the room a little bit. She's clenching and unclenching her gauntleted hands. Her shoulders are shaking slightly. And she will say, Guru Prashad spoke of many things. He spoke of other worlds, of a, a purpose of the Jarashir beyond the valley that was not safeguarding the people of... He... There was some great purpose that he spoke of. I she'll turn back to you like desperately grasping and she seems genuinely trying to remember something but some she's either pushed it so far down that she can't remember or she was genuinely so young that she just like only has scraps of this but she's looking at you with slightly wild eyes and she'll say there were others older students that were deeper in his councils I don't Netta it's It, it's okay. I, I know that this is a lot. I have been um... it's been very hard to um... I understand if you can't remember but I, I need, I need to, to figure out what, what he was talking about. I, I have to. You speak of following the words of a heretic, a heretic who has been forced on to the storm itself to be erased from our people's history. And who survived. 
and came back to continue to protect the people of this valley, as all true Jarashir should. Give me a persuasion roll. I was gonna bring out the big guns of the armor that's sitting in the chair in this room, but... Yeah, that's a one. Nata will shake her head and say, The council will never allow this. What if the council is wrong and it endangers the people of this valley? My... My calling as an auger bearer is not to kowtow. I just want to protect us. And I think that this may be the key to doing that. And I think that... Tears at the last auger is bonded. The time of breaking may soon be upon us. It is the time for the Jarashir to band together to safeguard the people of the valley for what is to come to prepare them. And what if their ideas of heresy are endangering those people they swear to protect? Uh, listen, you don't need... If I could just have a name. Someone who might put me in the right direction so I can find out for myself if he was, after all, just a madman, or if he knew something that we don't. She will look at you, and then she will glance over at the scaled armor placed out on a chair. Oh yeah, also, <laughs> by the way. She seems to have some idea about what that armor means. She's looking at it quizzically and rever reverently. She will look back to you and nod and say where you go I cannot follow right but perhaps I can point you in the right direction then you will be blessed as Shamaran is, a guider. <laughs> there was one. The one who 
who gave Rashad to the council. He knew the depth of the Guru's work, was the deepest in his research. But as I said, he was the one to bring these heresies to light. I don't know if he will help you. I... I have to try. And she will nod and say a name. It's a name you've heard. It's a name you're familiar with, even if you've never met this person. You already know them, because how could you not? They are another auger bearer, after all. And I think on that note, we are going to take our break. And when we return, uh, we shall resolve some conversations downstairs, I think. Cool, 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 cool. Greetings, my friends. Omatep Duskwalker here, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM. And today, I am here to ask you a simple question. What do you want me doing during these uh, break segments that we've been doing so far? I mean, honestly, I've been telling you about items in my store, but that seems like something I do to everyone every day. Is it something you want me to continue doing, though? That's kind of what I'm putting up to you, the listeners. Uh, why don't you email my friends over at Material Components? They will provide you with the email address at the end of the episode. Or you can just uh, tweet straight at me. I discovered Twitter on this very strange world called Earth. You can tweet at me at NPC underscore A-N. And it is there that you can tell me what precisely you want me filling these little break segments with. I could be selling you more fantastical items. I could be telling you about the world in which we find ourselves, the Tempest Rest Valley. There are many strange and wondrous things here indeed. Or I could be telling you about my personal adventures. I have been to many places, seen many things, and talked with a great many people. Perhaps you want to hear about that. Well, no matter what, why don't you just let me know, get back to me, and uh, we'll see what we can do going forward, eh? But in the meantime, uh... What was up with the whole cutting off the arm thing? Gross, right? <laughs> anyway, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had had some dire conversations with some significant people after they had woken up from their dreamland adventures. Tirza had had some... Theories of hers confirmed while conversing with her ad advisor, teacher, mentor, Netta, about Netta's relationship with one Rashad, or the preacher Jeremiah Payne, as he was known there in the end. And Sid has discovered some interesting information about his family, his immediate family, and how it might be a little bit bigger than he had first suspected. Mm-hmm. So, as Darren Dunn stares at you with an expression that says, 
I shouldn't have said that. Uh, Cherish, Grawl, what are your reactions when you hear that Sid might have a sibling? Uh, that spit take I did earlier, that was in character, 100%. Uh, just like fish crab soup all back, <laughs> back in the bowl. Uh, and like <laughs> swung her head in the direction of the conversation and is now like very obviously eavesdropping. <laughs> and then uh, Grawl is trying to explain uh, whether or not this is an actual sister or uh, uh, like like his metaphorical sister, a metaphorical <laughs> sister as well. And who is Grawl explaining this to? Uh, to himself. Like he thinks okay. people are listening to him, but no one is. <laughs> That's that tracks. That's, That's usual. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Darren Dunn will stare at you awkwardly, Sid, and say, "Ah, uh, yeah. I suppose you wouldn't know about that." Yeah, there's a lot I don't know about, apparently. Hmm. What? I take another drink. I'm and so does he. <laughs> probably getting. I'm definitely feeling at least a little bit drunk at this point. Um, give me a Constitution saving throw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's my? Probably plus. Yes. Nineteen. Ooh. Maybe the conversation it's... is sobering you up. <laughs> Maybe the wine isn't that strong. Maybe it's the indignant rage. But either way, you're not exactly feeling it quite yet. Uh, what? What is her name? Uh, I don't know. If... Uh... Look, you, um, are, you already spilled the beans on that. You might as well just tell. <laughs> You're not going to like it, I don't think, based on the whole thing right now. I, Darren. Oh. Darren. Look at me. Look at me, Darren. And he's definitely not looking at you. Darren. <laughs> What is her name? Her name is Sir Angela. Sir Angela Lardon. Wow. Uh... Okay. Everyone just calls her Angie. Your okay. parents drunk when they named you guys Jesus. Uh, yeah, apparently. No, I don't say that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure I said that. <laughs> oh god, that's gonna be awful. Oh, yeah, god. I, 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 I did say you weren't gonna like. He couldn't come up. Oh, look, a lot of people were very angry about 
like just any other. God damn it. Oh, God. Oh, I need a drink. I need another drink. I need another drink. Uh, what was, what was his name? Uh, Zephyr. Piscon? And the dragonborn bartender who is definitely like being near Grawl to the point where it looks like he's trying to make it look like he's having a conversation with Grawl as Grawl is talking basically to himself. And that's uh, what it means to be a metaphorical sister. Really, if you if you look at it, they're two completely different things. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, Do you have sisters? Uh, yes, I come from a very big clutch. Um, How many? Because it's important. It's gone. We need, we're going to need some more drinks over here, please. Please, drinks. Like, immediately. And he will look pleadingly at Darren Dunn, but Darren Dunn will just, like, nod and, like, wave vigorously, like, yes, more drinks. And Haskan will just shake their head and say, oh, boy, this is not going to go well. And he will uh, grab several bottles of dark liquor off the back wall and bring them over. And there's no label or anything on They have crystal tops. Mm-hmm. And they will set them down and just go. Dan, I am not sure exactly how much I owe you, but never mind. Please enjoy. Okay, I I take one of them. Um, do we have glasses? No. No, I just pop it open and I just I just down it. Oh no. Okay, well, the the brandy is strong. I will say that much. Uh, and it burns going down. Yeah. And Dunn will look at you for half a second. Like, he's going to say something, but then shake his head, grab the other bottle, uncork it, and just start swilling it as well. Damn, I couldn't come up with another name. And, okay, which one of, which one of them decided to name me Sid? Which, which, is that also his fault? Uh, I honestly don't know. I didn't know your name was Sid until you told me. Uh, I can't even think about my own name without... Look, I I shouldn't be the one to tell you all this, man. It should be your dad. Well, you know, maybe maybe it's better that you're telling me because if if he had told me that I have a sister whose name is Angela, I might <laughs> I I don't it's, I don't really me, know how I would react, if I'm gonna be honest. I mean, you know, in the moment. It's technically not Angela, it's C right. Angela. Sure, whatever. What Oh my god. It, it's a small thing, but maybe it makes a difference. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Down more alcohol. <laughs> Uh, Grawl, cherish any reaction to any of this? 
Oh, Cherish has, like, fully turned around and is just, like, staring at this conversation, like, with pity and sadness and whatever face I'm making in real life right now. Just, oh, oh, honey. <laughs> oh, honey. To, like, which one? Like, oh, jeez. Well, not Darren Dunn. I'm still mad at him. Um, just kind of ready for when Sid passes out to be like, okay, let's go back upstairs now. Uh, Sumo, I'll probably should make another constitution saving throw after that that big old swig. Uh, not quite yet. Okay, great. Ish. Again, the indignant rage, just... <laughs> um, is there anything else that I should know about? Brothers... Cousins, oh, uncles. I mean, you've got lots of cousins, but um, uh, a, a couple of aunts and uncles, yeah. Um, but uh, um, I, I mean, you're part of. I mean, you're not technically part of House Lyodon, but you, you're like related to House Lyodon, and they're like a big deal, you know. I don't. I really don't. But you've I have got no idea. You've... I don't know who they these people are. Like, yeah, maybe they're related to me technically, but I don't know who they are. They're not. They're not my family. Uh, well, um. Okay. Point. Sure. I'll get that. A whole like. The family you choose, not the family you're born to think. I totally get that. I, I absolutely get that. Yeah. I... I... Uh, and he said... <laughs> I think collapses. It just face plants into the table. It's a combination of stress and alcohol. You are over. There's a thump and a rattle of glass, and Darren Dunn will just shake his head and say to himself, Oh, Sidian, I have fucked up this time. I think Cherish, at this point, pops off the stool and pulls up a chair and is like, kind of tentatively puts a hand on Sid's shoulder. Just kind mm. of lightly patting it, maybe glaring at Darren Dunn a little bit. Darren Dunn will give you a, a weak expression that is like apologetic. And he's just like, "I'm sorry, I didn't. I'm I'm rubbish at this stuff." Yeah, I would say. Do you happen to know anything about Grawl's family that he doesn't know yet, or Tirza's, <laughs> so that you can make all of us upset about our families? I mean, I'm already pretty upset about it, so, I mean, if you tell me anything, like, I'm probably going to stay about the same. Oh, I didn't... I, I, that's not what I was trying to... Oh, and he'll, like, grab the bottle of brandy that Sid didn't finish and start downing that as well. Also, how have you not died yet? Magic, come on, keep up. I, it just seems even, even that. 
<laughs> you consume so much alcohol that even magic <laughs> seems to be in I, I seem to be incredulous at the thought that even magic could save you. It's magic, right? You can't explain it. It's fucking magic. Because it's magic. You can't say, how does it work? Because it works with magic. And he'll just, like, take another long draft. Just, like... Continually patting Sid. Just an awkward silence fills the bar. The dragonborn will say look there's no one else here you can all have just the awkward silence permeates the room just a slight a very light snoring sound comes from Sid <laughs> Oh, he's as he's asleep. Hold on. <laughs> Shake a little bit. <laughs> um. Do you mind if he sleeps here? No, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Yes. I mean, I'm sure he'll wake up at some point, but. Hopefully, yes. Uh, that was part of the problem. Four. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna try to wake it up one more time. <laughs> you should smack him a little more frantically than yeah. yeah. Just like whack him on the head a little bit. Yeah. Um, is that enough to wake me up? Yeah, sure. Mm. What? Come on, let's get you to bed. Bed. I was just in bed. I know. I know. <laughs> like putting his arm around my shoulder. Like I know, buddy. I know. <laughs> Let's go get your stuff and get you into bed, and everything will be fine. Yeah. Grawl, can you grab a glass of water on your way up, please, for Sid? I... Is it for him to drink, or is it for like waking him up later? I just and need to know how much water. So, okay. Grawl, I'll get you a big one. Grawl, okay. is that you? No, it's not. It's me, Stormpiercer. Stormpiercer? <laughs> yes, Grawl. I don't uh, sound like uh, that. Uh, I'm getting oh, confused man. now. How many Stormpiercers? Stormpiercer, and I try and draw. I try and draw. Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> I. I. I watch it, there, will buddy. Stri- I will strike. Yeah, where? What the? Where? Am I, where am I? It's okay. Oh, we're are we in the dreamlands? Grawl, no. I'm gonna save you. No, dude, I'm right here, dude. He's fine. He's fine. You did it, Sid. You saved him. He's fine. That's not. Can how I that just works. say I really do not like being wielded while he is drunk. That's uh, not. Yeah, yeah we know. I'm having some. Sorry, Stormpiercer. I'm very talented. <laughs> you are also very drunk. Is that? Is that so? Wow. Yes. How did that happen? Um, How did? Just gonna, just gonna put him in an empty room. 
Um, Tirza. Yep. Just in the distance. Tom, 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 Tom. <laughs> the stairs. I was my save You know that there are 12 augers. Yes. These are items of religious significance to the Jarashir. Mm -hmm. There are three augers per Bari village that rest in waiting there until they are bonded with someone whose forge bond calls out to that item. Of the three per village, there is one that is associated with each of the three gods. Azitahaka, Shamran the Wise, and Andranjini. You know that your own cloak, Sadagar, which rested in Utbari, was associated with Shamaran the Wise. You know that the manacles held by Shikar the Binder represented the bound wrath of Azitahaka. And you know that the wrought iron torch held by Agni Brandbearer from Dakbari is a symbol of Andranjini. The change of light that comes to the darkness. Agni Brandbearer is one of the most renowned auger bearers. He has plumbed the depths of strange, aberrant, infested temples that rest near the borders of civilization. It is said that his torch pushes back darkness of all forms. It is an ever-burning torch, a remnant of the old world before magic went mad. Its light is not consumed when fuel expends itself. There is no fuel, per se. It just is. You've seen Agni himself on a couple of occasions, the last of which was on the second year of your Hajri, when you went to Dakbari. Yes. You would have seen and most likely spoken to Agni Brandbearer. He is what young Jarashir look to. If there were promotional posters saying, join the Thunder Guard, become an Augur Bearer, he would be on the front of those posters. He yeah. is the... He is the golden child of the Scaled Castle. If there is an... If there is a problem that must be overcome that cannot be overcome by any other than it is Agni Brandbearer who is summoned. 
to hear that he associated with Rashad, to hear that he was deep within the councils of an alleged heretic, sort of blows your mind a little bit. like hearing that Captain America flirted with communism or something. So that name... I mean, technically, in that one run, he was an agent of Hydra, but like... Look, we don't talk about... We don't talk about that. (laughs) It turned out it was some Cosmic Cube nonsense that had created a second Captain America. It's a whole thing. I knew that that would get that reaction, which is why don't I said it. start on me. And is Hydra really communist? I, I see it more yeah, as a I no. no I was not communism are not the same. Thing. And in fact, are very well, no. This, but I, this this is why we don't talk about Secret Empire. Okay, <laughs> shut it down. Shut it down. Good times. Go listen to my other podcast if you want to hear me rant about that. So yes, Agni Brandbearer is the name of the individual that Netta says A, was the deepest in Rashad's councils and B betrayed him to the scaled council. Oh. Yes. He might be. <laughs> um, difficult to talk to. <laughs> it. <sighs> Is there no... Well, if he's the best person to talk to, then then I will. Whether or not he is the best, I do not know. But if any of them have the answer, it will be Agni. All right. I could name others... No, older it... than myself, they might have some semblance of information, but none were as close to Rashad as Agni was. No, as as I said, I trust your guidance. <sighs> I'll... I'll see if I can't find him. Last I heard, this helps. He had been sent south there is something happening south of Fort Verge not entirely sure it seems to have something to do with the realm scars you mentioned though it is it's an open realm scar yes the well a few of the other threadless are attempting to deal with that as well yes uh, about that mm-hmm. oh, while 
you were gone, I... I met one of... Well, I did not meet. Ah, uh, yes, you met Talilah. I... 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 It's not that I met her. We had... I had met her previously during the... She spent... She is strangely fascinated with you, Tirza. I fear what she wants from you. She is a terrifying gnome. It's my bones, probably. Um... Wholesome. <laughs> Had I more time, I would have considered destroying that creature. I don't know that she's um a threat but I'm not really sure either so I I understand your concern her her strange obsession with you is not something that should be encouraged. I attempted to dissuade her, but there... She sees something in you that, like you say, may just be... I do not know. She is a strange creature. Well, um... Yes, I'm. I, I'm aware of of Talila. Uh, I. This has nothing to do with what we were discussing. I'm sorry. I. How... She's like searching for words. She can't. She's clearly grappling with something. Just tell me. <laughs> um, Do you say that? Yeah. If it's clear that she's trying to get something out, then... Yeah, she... It, it's odd. You notice the duality here as she is, like, stammering and pausing in a way that is more reminiscent of me <laughs> yes and you get a flash of that portrait of the old guard of uh, a girl who's like holding a big pile of books and dressed in robes and standing awkwardly to the side of people like Kalkan and Angela and the Elder Sid. And in front of you is this woman who is huge and implacable, dressed in plate armor. But you can sort of see the, the small, scared person hiding in the shell now. And when you say Say it. Just tell me. She will blurt out 
I don't know what to believe anymore. Welcome to the club. Uh, no, I don't. The I don't say that. Obviously. <laughs> I'm so. I'm sorry. You... I I know. No, I I know. Just all of this. Maybe, maybe there is a reason the Jarashir don't, why we don't want our people going out into the world, because it's hard to square our faith with everything else that exists. So I'm sorry to have brought that to you, but I think it's... I think the truth is more important. I think that... I don't know. I don't know what to believe either. And Netta will stop pacing and come over to you and kneel and... She'll look down at her big gauntleted hands and, like, pull at a strap on either of them and just, like, shake off these gauntlets until it's just her bare hands and you can see these just deep scars on her hands that you, you knew were there, but she her armor is usually covering them. Her hands are weathered and rough. She's clearly done a lot of work and fighting in her life. Those big, rough hands of hers will grab one of yours. And she'll stare at you and say, I was hiding, Tirza. I spent most of my life hiding from what might be true behind my faith. Being allowed to teach you, to guide you, I thought I was making up for some great sin I had committed in following Rashad in in being led astray by love. But perhaps as these things go, it has taken three signs to show me the truth. My teacher Rashad attempted to show me that there was a larger world. The woman I loved showed me that world, and the woman I have raised 
confirmed what is real. So, what will you do with this new truth? And she will look down, and you can see the tears in her eyes, but then when she looks up, there is steel there, and she will say, I will support the one who brought it to me. Okay, I'll give her another hug. <laughs> And she Thank will return it. I I haven't even told you everything that's happened. I Thank you. I've been so uncertain, and knowing that you are here um, helps. Um, I had other questions for you, but I, I can't. Um, for the life of me, remember them. <laughs> she will hold you at arm's length, looking at you and smiling, a smile that is awkward and unused. And she will say, what is it that Shamaran tells us about certainty? Certainty is an illusion. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Tears are just like grips the Shamaran pendant around her neck. <sighs> You're right, it was right here all the time. And I just forgot. I was never... Never very good at remembering. Um, my, um... My, fr my friends, I should probably... See if they're alright. She will let go of you and nod, stand up. She'll give another glance at the armor and say, with somewhat of a laugh, and we're going to talk about that as well. 
and you I... and she'll gesture at all of you and 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 you I keep forgetting She will chuckle, and at that point, you hear a drunken Sid being led towards a room out in the the balcony. Downstairs, Grawl, you are alone with Darren Dunn and the Dragonborn Barkeep. Darren uh -huh. Dunn seems committed to drinking himself to death. The Barkeep is like scratching at some scales beneath their jaw and is just ruminating on life and what brought them to this point. <laughs> <laughs> Bad choices. When the door of the inn opens. Lovely. There's no bell or anything but the the door creaks as it shifts. Grawl, you're the first one to turn and see the figure wearing studded leather armor. Their face covered with a mask. A long curved dagger held in their right hand, their left arm held up, a brand glowing at the crook of their elbow. This is why we can't have nice things. And I need everyone to roll initiative. God damn it. I was ready. Sid hey, is here's drunk. The thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was good. initiative, but. Uh... Emotionally, I was ready. Like, oh, this is where we end the episode, right? This is where everything just, like, you know, with a nice little yeah. nightcap on everything. Sid's going to bed, everything. Yeah. Time to fight, nerds. Let's go. <laughs> Not great, but not terrible. Damn a spell, Brian. That's dead. Twenty-five to twenty. Twenty-two. Nice. Rearsa. No longer bringing up the rears. She's also upstairs. True. She's upstairs. Hey, there's a balcony though <laughs> that I can jump over and land Captain America style. Oh, please do. On top please of me. destroy this bar. 15 to 20? Uh, uh, 17 for Sid. Uh, we'll see how important that is. I have 15. Hmm. Alright. And Grawl, what'd you get? 15. Pretty good. 15. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alright. So. Tirza. You are upstairs. Saying you should go check on your friends. You maybe hear Sid being led towards a bedroom. Out on the landing. And you hear a thump as the door is flung wide. Uh, from downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, if I exit into the hall, can I 
is the balcony right there or is there like yeah a... it's right there the balcony is basically up over the bar looking down into the common room this place is tiny um so i don't i, I think as tirza is like opening the door doesn't isn't like oh there's a thud i think she's like going out to be like oh i can hear sid being drunk and then sees the cultist you clearly see framed in the door and from the angle you're at you can see that there is a small crowd outside as well gods in triplicate um i will immediately turn back around back into the room and uh to nate i will say there's trouble downstairs and i will grab my hammer and shield Still wearing my bloomers. <laughs> mm-hmm. We all got dressed. Yay. So, Thank God. walking outside, walking inside, grabbing your weapon and shield, going back outside, you could probably get to the top of the stairs, but that's pretty much your whole turn. Okay. I will do that. All right. From behind you, there is a crashing sound as the window leading into this room explodes. A figure dressed in dark robes, again, their face covered by a mask, will leap in. Two daggers, one in each hand, lunging through the window. This close, you can see that the mask is weirdly spiked. It's like got five spikes coming off of it that sort of curl backwards in a horn-like pattern that you've seen before. Specifically on the head of the humanoid form of Pyrescale. God damn it. Fucking knew it. I hate that guy. This assassin will lunge forward and attack the first person it sees, which is Netta. Uh oh. <laughs> oh. Uh oh, me, Mike. Netta's taking some sneak attack damage. Oh, no. Do I have 12 days worth of lay on hands? I've had so many long rests. <laughs> you have whatever your maximum lay on hands is. <laughs> Netta is going to be taking. 31 points of damage in a single blow. Not too shabby. As the assassin just plants a dagger into a gap in her or she'll let out a cry. Michael, I know your fantasy mom is dead, but mine's not. So if you could not be celebrating her getting attacked. I I am... I am... (laughs) I don't know if I'm standing at this point, but... uh... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'll Sid, go. you and Cherish are in a room adjacent to the one you uh, probably the first one at the top of the uh, stairs. So you see Tirza uh, just outside your door. You hear the commotion going on, but you are we're about to be settled into a bed. What, what's going on? Is there a party? I don't. Did Grawl uh, throw another party? Sound like a party. Cultists. You shout that. Wait, can we see Tirza? Yeah, you. I mean. Mike just said I'm standing in front of the oh, open right, door. Right, right. We were in, I thought we were in the room. I don't know how you closed the door while also holding Sid. I think that was the implication. That's a fair point. That's yes, a fair the point. door into the room was open was what I was getting at there. Okay, sorry. Trouble? 
Um, it sounds like it. Fuck. All right. Uh, um, I. You are in no condition to fight. Uh, what if I slapped him a couple times? I don't think that would get the alcohol out of his blood. But you're <laughs> welcome to try. But... Stormpiercer, I don't have a choice. Um, and I draw, I draw Stormpiercer. Okay, we're doing this. And I clasp both hands on the handle and I split them apart. <sighs> now I have two swords. All right, let's do this. Uh, and then I run out of the room. Uh, where's, where's, um, tears? I run into tears. Where, where are they? Downstairs in there. And I will point to the room that we were all originally in. I run into that room because it's the closest. Give mm-hmm. me a dexterity saving throw. Uh huh. Oh, fuck. Okay, also, I was imagining, like, hit. Sid splitting the swords, but it splits like one half and one and a half. <laughs> so it's just like one really short one and one really, really long one. There it is. Oof. Uh, 11? Oh no. You don't corner quite as well as you think you're going to into the room. Your uh-huh. feet kind of sliding out beneath you. Yeah. <laughs> Am I am I able to get in there though? Yeah, you're just kind of on your hip at the moment. Oh, I'm on the ground. Yes. Shit. Uh, is that my whole movement? You used about twenty feet of your movement to get in here. Okay. Uh, and then it's what half my movement to get back up. Mm-hmm. Fuck. So I can't. I can't get back up at this point. Um. Yeah, the floor got all weird on you as you were making that damn floor. Yeah. Damn floor. Uh, I yeah, I look in the room. I see the assassin. I see Neta, and I try and pull myself up, but um, yeah, not happening at this point. Yeah, it's the floor is getting all wiggly. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's my turn. Okay, that brings us to Cherish with Grawl on deck. Mm-hmm. I am going to, after seeing Sid stumble out of the room and into where Tirza, I'm just like... I I wouldn't say stumble. What the movement Sid did was like when you see a ship listing towards a dock, and it's clearly moving too fast. I was thinking like the risky business slide, but with a fall at the end. (laughs) Also that. (laughs) Also that. Oh my god. Um, okay. Dun 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 dun. Whoa! 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 It's like, there's there's like a a vine, I'm pretty sure, of a girl trying to replicate that, and she just like fucking... Eats (laughs) it. Slams into the ground, yeah. It's that. Um, okay. So, I would also like to get into that room. Okay. Uh, and how far away am I from the... Basically, how, how close can I get to this assassin? With your full movement, you could get right up on But then I couldn't use an action. No, that's, no, that's about 30 you feet. Could. That's about you 30? Could. Okay, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure what you meant by full movement. Um, 
So I'm going to do that, and then uh, in classic Cherish fashion, I'm going to engage in melee with someone, even though I'm a spellcaster. And Good I'm call. going to cast, I'm going to cast Flame Blade. Awesome. Which is a bonus action, so mm-hmm. I'm going to attack. I hate, I hate all of you. What the f- <laughs> I haven't gone yet. I haven't given a chance uh, to fuck up you, yet. Not you, Grawl. I'm cool. You're cool. Honestly, girl, you're the only cool one in this whole situation. <sighs> uh, from start to finish. Um, am I technically flanking with Nata? Um, no. Because okay. she got attacked from behind. You're basically right oh, up next right. to her. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, flame blade. Oh, oh. Melee spell attack. Okay, so where's that? Um, that's a botch. Oh, really? A well, botch, you say? At least you didn't run up next to the assassin, though. That's good. You kill my fantasy mom. I swear to God. <laughs> so the flaming sword streaks over the assassin's head they will duck beneath the blade and come up with a shiv like knife straight towards your gut and they get a free opportunity attack because that was an 82 on the percentile Oof. okay at least i didn't kill myself <laughs> no i needed need to i would have needed to roll above a 90 for that to have yeah um so that is a 17 to hit oh yeah of course <laughs> right <laughs> Why wouldn't it? I it's mean, over twelve, okay. so yeah. It's over. Hey, hey, my armor class is fourteen. Oh, okay. ooh, ooh. and that's only because Basically of my tank. <laughs> yeah, I might as well stay in the in the back uh, from here on out. <laughs> Cherish, you take See? nine piercing damage, and then and I need you to make, make a Constitution. constitution. You are yeah. correct. <laughs> nice. It's like oh. you read my mind. It's like I read your mind. I assume I have the intoxication uh, condition at this point. Yeah, you do. Is that a condition? It is in my book. Oh. Well, that is a 23. <laughs> you have disadvantage on attack roll skill checks. Sid. I have, uh, oh, sorry. I have disadvantage on uh, attack and skill checks. Yes. And now roll me 2d6, by the way. I should have done this on your turn. 2d6. Mm-hmm. 10. You have that many temporary hit points. Fuck! Nice. You have drunk but also, pain but resistance. Also you, but also you throw up in your mouth a little bit every turn. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, Cherish. Uh, what else did you have going on? I got a 23 on my constitution saving throw. Oh, excellent. Very good. Um, that is very, very good, actually. Because I'm rolling that many. Hell yeah. Uh, you take 15 poison damage as you feel the knife uh, slide in, and this horrible burning sensation spreads from your gut, and you feel yourself resisting it and you feel like it could be so much worse <laughs> hey guys don't get stabbed with this knife 
So that's 15 on top of 9. Yes. So 24 total. That will bring us to Grawl. Okay. So... <laughs> no, I got Darren Dunn and, a, and a, a Dragonborn down here. It's great. Yeah, I'm sure that bartender will be very helpful in this fight. Hey, you never know. Um. Okay, so I've got the... acid. Yeah. Um, so I've got the one uh, masked cultist-looking dude in the doorway. Mm-hmm. And that's all that's in coming into the bar, right? And then I hear the one upstairs. You can hear a fight going on upstairs. You can see the one in the doorway. And behind the one in the doorway, you're pretty sure there are more. Oh, great. Okay. Well, um... Hmm. Uh... Okay, so what I am going to do is I am going... What is the range on this? 60 feet. Perfect. Um, since I can see the one in the doorway, I'm going to use Acid Splash on this fool um, and try to okay. hit him and one of the, the, the bros outside. Um, yep. Uh, a bonus for this. So many books, so many books. Um, a 15. 15 hits. Perfect. Okay, and then I'm casting at 4th level. Oh. Dang it, no, it won't do anything different. Okay. Well, 1d6. Uh, yep, okay. Uh, so four damage, and okay. Do I have to like roll for it to hit the other one, or does it just hit the other one? I don't know how Wait. acid splash works. You hurl a bubble. You hurl a bubble of acid. Choose one creature within range, or choose two creatures within range that are within five feet of each other. Target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Oops. So then it didn't need to make an attack roll at all. Yep. Uh, it need you need. Two deck saving throws. That I can do. Please read your spells. Um, nah. <laughs> it's more fun. Uh, put them on the wiki, goddammit. No. The first the one is... going up. What's your spell save, DC? Uh, it should be 14. 14. The f one right in front makes it. The one behind him does not. Okay, he saw it coming. So the one in the back takes four damage. Yep. The one in the front does not take any. Okay. Doing anything else? Staying where you are? Um, They've got I'm... about 40 feet to close the distance to you. Okay, how much distance is it to the staircase to go upstairs? About 30 feet from where you are is the bottom of the staircase. About 10 feet from where they are. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I'll move. Nope, I'm actually going to stay here. Okay. Sounds good. That brings us to cultists with Hooray. tears on deck. So, the cultists come pouring in. You see four of these fanatics with these horned masks come pouring in. Two of them charge upstairs. Two of them rush across the room towards you, Grawl. They will mm -hmm. throw up their arms. You see their brands on the inside of their arms beginning to burn. And they will cast some spells at you. I need you to give me a, I believe, this is a dex, 
two dexterity saving throws. Let me oh, double check. Good. These are actually, yep, yeah, dexterity saving throws. One is an 18. That's a pass. And the other one is a 10. 10 does not pass. So, that sacred flame, crimson fire will erupt from their scarred hands and burn up towards you. You'll take 15 fire damage. Ouch. Uh, question. Uh, I didn't recover any of the, the hit points coming up out of the dream because we immediately went like downstairs and everything, right? Uh, you'd have had all your hit points. You're back up to total. I mean, okay. that your damage from your dream self does not carry over to the real world. Okay, just making sure. Okay, so mine... There are two individual hit point totals. 15. There we go. Okay. 46. The other two cultists who stormed up the stairs... Uh, let's see. The only person they can see is Tirza, who is at the top of the stairs. So they will both rush towards you and attack. Come at me, boys. One or of girls, them. Or gender non specific people. One of them will come at you with a couple of dagger swipes. Ooh, just do a terrible job. Uh, does a 12 hit you while you're wearing bloomers? Nope. Because shield. Yep. The other one will snake out with a hand the hand with their brand near the elbow. It is crackling with dark black red flames and attempt to touch you with a melee spell attack. But a seven doesn't do it. Oh, too bad. Inflict wounds is a funny spell. Um, then a fifth figure will enter the bar and I think probably... Tears and Grawl, you I mean, it's very obvious when you see this thing walk in. It is a large, hunched figure, pure white, weird tentacle-like dreadlocks hanging around its draconic muzzle. Predator. Its oh, eyes worst, darting back and forth. And you can see that it has a scarred brand on its upper arm. Boo. This is the worst fucking city. The brand is not the three-toed sigil of the cult. It is the five-toed sigil of Pyrescale. We should have killed that motherfucker when we had the chance. We would not have been able to. An ancient dragon. My dude. But then we'd be dead and I wouldn't have to deal with this bullshit. <laughs> no, it's not so an this, Abishai. Yeah. This creature looks vaguely like the Abishai you had fought before. Uh, yeah. The difference is that uh, this creature is smaller, as though like slightly stunted. Um, it is dressed in like loose fitting robes that swish around it's like a half robe it kind of like comes down in two drapes in front of its chest and one long one that comes down its back you can tell that its wings are actually clipped so oh there's not really any like a ability of it to take flight 
It is also wielding a weird, like, rod that ends in a five-toed claw. And it will sweep the rod around and sort of just, like, it looks like it's scanning for something with the rod. That would bring us back to the top with Tirza. Um, how far away from me is Sid? Sid is about 20 feet behind you on the ground on the door leading into the room. <sighs> if you had just stayed so where far. you were, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to where he's laying on the ground. So you want to retreat from the two cultists who are attacking you? Uh, wait. I got it. Don't worry. I'm good. Okay, drunky Magoo. Um. Mm, no, I don't. I'll um. I'll attack the one that tried to touch me. Okay, sounds good. With my, I think I might have said I grabbed my hammer. I meant the mace of smiting. I remembered that I threw my hammer in the desert. I just threw yeah, it in the your desert. hammer doesn't exist right now. So. It exists <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> just like oh this no is some, this is a fucking mess Jesus uh, does a 14 hit 14 does hit yes cool excellent um oh shit um, that is seven bludgeoning damage. Okay. It didn't like that. I will do that again. Do the same one. Please do. Oh, boy. Does a ten hit? <laughs> a ten does not hit. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> do we know the name of the bar that we're in? You do not. Uh, okay. Good to know. Um, then I would like to, I know I'm going to provoke opportunity attacks, but I would like to back up into the room where everybody else is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Provoking some opportunity attacks. Ugh, but those are some terrible rolls. Uh, a 13. Does that hit? That matches. So Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, it's a hit. Um, so one of them is going to be sticking you. That is six piercing damage. No constitution roll? Nope. These ones don't um, seem to have poison daggers. Oh, bummer. I'm real good at those. Uh, Netta, having shaken the surprise round, will back up, like, take a hard step back, not necessarily retreating, but she does not have any weapons at the moment. Um, oh, no. And she has partially gotten rid of some of her so, is she going to do that? <sighs> yeah. Um, Cherish, Sid, and Tirza, you're all in the room, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm probably, like, at the doorway. Is kind of okay. what I was... Standing over Sid's, like, half-fallen body? Yeah. 
you see Netta looking around in, like, desperation. She's clearly looking for her weapon, though it's not here. She left it downstairs. Mm. So she'll take a hard step back, and she seems to come to some sort of decision in her mind in this very flash, raise a hand, and you see her cast a spell that sort of takes you off guard. Cherish, you see her cast Magic Missile. Huh. Hmm. Wait. Yup. Huh? Clerics yep. don't know that spell. Cherish. Clerics don't know that spell. This Cherish, cleric does. I've seen you do that. That's cool. It's the magic. It's the magic bolt. Magic. Yes, Sid. It's the magic it's, bolt. It's the, it's the darts that you And throw. she does 12 damage to that thing. Just shooting three bolts of magic missiles straight into his face. Nice. Hell yeah. Get wrecked. wrecked. That will bring us to the assassin, who is not too pleased about that, yeah. uh, but is now a little bit splitting its concern between the tiefling with the giant flying flaming sword and the armored woman who can apparently also cast spells. Um, Let's see. Uh, Cherish, odds or evens? Odds. Odds. It's going to uh, be more concerned about the flaming sword and come at you with a slash. It does not get its sneak attack, but it is going to just stab at the... Does a 25 hit? That's such a rude question to ask. (laughs) That is... That's the Fair f- enough. That's over. No, I'm... no, Mike. In the one round, Jerish had you... suddenly become like okay. Admittedly, I do have shield, and right. I was going to cast it if it the wasn't. hit was night was lower than nineteen. <laughs> okay. Well, look. Not... Hey, you know. We learn things every day, and That's I'm funny. learning things right now. Apparently, Cherish doesn't learn things. <laughs> I learned plenty of things. Just, just not... not how to. Be a fighter. Be <laughs> so you'd be taking five piercing damage. Yep. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Five. Alright. Lowers my constitution. Well, it's not nearly as good as the last one, but it's still uh, an 11. Oh, and you'll no. be taking 22 points yeah. of poison damage as you feel this knife enter your side again and there's this as your blood pumps and you feel the poison spreading throughout your body and there's this sudden lurching as you feel this sickening necrosis spreading through your body that will bring us to Uh, I'm down (laughs) god damn it seriously (laughs) yes hey Elliot next time you go into melee, I I am listen, going don't. to strike you down. Next listen. time you go into melee, don't. Listen. listen. That will yeah. bring us listen. to Sid. Listen. The odds of me rolling a 1 were 1 in 20. Those are pretty good odds. Okay. Um. So, nobody is standing next to this assassin now? Uh, Netta still is. Netta hasn't backed up. She shot the magic missile straight into its face at point-blank range. 
Okay, I'd like to flank this assassin. Well, I'd like to stand first. Um, cool. <laughs> and then I'd like to flank this assassin with Neta and stab, stab. Okay. You wheel around, kind of weaving between beds. Mm -hmm. I need you to give me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, 18. Okay, you manage to stay upright, weaving around the beds. There's a little bit of a wobble, as you don't have either hand free to support yourself. That's true. These are true true things you're saying. Um, <laughs> true facts about the city in Emberlight. Tr true facts. Uh, okay, so I'm flanking with Netta. Uh, mm -hmm. So that I assume the advantage that I get from flanking will cancel out the disadvantage I have with the drinking. This so is true. Straight roll. <laughs> Oops. Dropping it. Very nervous. Uh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. That's good. Uh, 24. 24 will hit. Hell yeah. All right, Stormpiercer. Fuck him up. What ho? Oh, yeah. Okay. Five, 11, we've got 15, and we've got, uh, 23, uh, 27. Uh, I assume I get the Stormpiercer bonus here. Absolutely. Oh, that's gonna be a straight 30 damage on this guy. Rogues, man. He is not enjoying his life. Great. Um, I'd like to attack with my offhand now. Yeah, you would. Ooh, that's less good. Uh, does a 14 hit? No. But uh, after the first hit dealt, dealt so much, the assassin will go extra hard to get out of the way of the second blow. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right, that will bring us to Darren Dunn, who also has their surprise round uh, fall away, and Shaken will stand up, unsure of what's going on, will assess the situation. I to see that magic he's talking about. Come on, dog. <laughs> Come on, dog, please. Um, where... Like I can do magic, and then does like a card trick. I mean, that's the only magic you've seen him do so. Uh -huh. I'm just like out of character. I'm like, dog, dog. I know who you are, dog. Just do it. Just do it. Do you do you know who Darren get, Dunn is? Get your shit together and just mm -hmm. do it. Make your dreams come true. Oh, and when I attack, can I just say to Stormpiercer, "Told you not too drunk." That remains to be seen. Um, so, Darren Dunn will stand up. You see him assess the situation. Look around. Oh god, he's gonna run. Raise a hand. And I think Grawl is the only person to see this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're all in the room. The room where it happened. And you see these bright silver runes appearing above his head in something like a halo. Okay. And he will go like he's concentrating and then suddenly the runes will start to like crack and squelch. It looks like they're written on paper that's being like scrunched together and then he will 
and then like lean over and start retching onto the floor. Oh, you were so close. Oh no. No. Oh, D, you were so close. Oh man. What languages do you speak, Grawl? Um, I speak. Oh god. Uh, Goblin, common. Uh, I can recognize Elvish. I don't know if I can fully read it. Um, I don't think so. And Aklo. Okay. Yeah, you don't recognize the language that those symbols were written above his head. Okay. Um, but yeah, whatever he tried to do brought on some serious indigestion because he just starts heaving and hoeing all over the floor. Yeah, real helpful. Uh, whew. <laughs> that brings us to Cherish, who needs to make a death saving throw. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that probably sounded bad, but it was a 13. Great. Okay, one success. Excellent. That's, that's good. Yep. That brings us to Grawl. Okay, so what's the setup right now? I've got I got two dudes at the the bottom of the stairs, right? Or they went up and attacked Tirza. They went up and attacked Tirza. You've got two dudes about uh, ten feet in front of you Mm -hmm. who have both cast spells on you at this point, so you dodged one of them. Mm -hmm. You have Darren Dunn about ten feet away, retching his guts out onto the floor. Terrific. And you have the copper dragonborn who is ducking back behind the counter. That'll help. Um, okay. Well, um, let's go for these two. Uh, let's go for these two dude bros um, right in front of me. Um, oh, there is also the weird draconic creature that is standing in the doorway, y- waving yeah. a wand around. Uh huh. That problem. Problem for in a couple minutes. It's future girl's problem. It's future girl's problem. Um, Near future girl. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go. Uh, which one? Which one looks the worst for wear from the acid damage? There's one that is slightly burned. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go for that dude because I have. That was the one that hit you with flame last round. Ah, what a prick. Um. Okay. Um. I'm gonna. I want to save the curse for the big dude. Now I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go whack these dudes um, with my sword. Okay, so you rush up. You summon your hexblade, yep. which uh, I believe is a bonus action or a standard action. Uh, I think it's a bonus action. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a bonus action. Uh, That's how I've been doing it in Dreadwood. So yeah. That's the- Pact of the Blade. You can use your action to create a packed weapon yeah. in your empty oh, hand. Fuck. Whoops. Uh-oh. Sorry. I was... I, the first thing that came up was, would it be totally broken to allow Hexblade users to summon their sword as a bonus action? The answer is yes. Well. Wait, so is it different for Pact of the Blade, or is that just Hexblade? That is just Pact of the Blade. I'm not even looking yeah. at Hexblade. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Well, shit. That throws things into uh, a different thing. Okay. Uh, I guess in that case, I'm gonna fucking hit this dude. I'm gonna summon my uh, I'm gonna summon my sword. Um, in case one of these dude bros hits me again, and then um, I am going to use phantasmal killer on um. Yeah, the singed one. What what kind of action is Phantasmal Killer? Just kidding. Just kidding. Wrong one. Wrong one. Wrong one. Was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the spell right next to it that says bonus action. 
Um, Which is? Uh, Staggering Smite. Well, I mean, you could still cast that if you wish to. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah. So you cast Staggering Smite after you summon your weapon. So on your next hit, it will start staggering. Yep. All right. That brings us to... uh, Do you still close the distance? Uh, Yes, I do. Okay. So now you're right up in their grill. Excellent. That will bring us to Cultists. Awesome. Um, the two right in front of you, Grawl, uh, they are going to reach out and touch somebody and uh, attempt to cast some spells on you. Uh, one of them's going to miss with a whopping eight. Is probably not going to do it. Nope. Uh, but the other one, I'm guessing a 21 does hit. Yes, it does. All right. So, inflict wounds. Okay. You are racked with necrotic energy as these black red flames touch at you coursing through your skin oh boy that is 23 points of necrotic damage lovely um i'm going to use my reaction uh with um my sword's fun ability Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, to hit mm -hmm. this fucker um so let's see here and I ooh, that's a nat twenty. Nat twenty on the opportunity attack. Oh no! Um, Plus with yep. the staggering smite. Yep. Oh Jesus. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's and, and the, see the thing is the thing is I have advantage on this roll too. <laughs> and I only so, need one. Six d six is going to be the total damage here. Mm-hmm. So our baseline we're working with is. 36 mm-hmm. plus your charisma modifier, which is what? Uh, my charisma modifier is 4. So 40 is our baseline. Yep. We got a new rogue in town, people. <laughs> no, but see, the thing is, like, th- <laughs> this is using all of my big guns for the most part. Um, it's impressive as shit, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So starting with 40. And then mm-hmm. get to roll again. It's just two d six. Come on, come on. Uh, plus another nine, thir- thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Yes, this cultist is utterly annihilated. As it, in your reaction to his touching you you just completely obliterate him with a burst of awful sickening green brown light that erupts from the sword the runes that spell out mott shining with a tracing glow that follows the blade up perfect and yeah basically from nape to noggin you split this guy a fucking sunder hell yeah Uh, meanwhile, upstairs, <laughs> the two cultists who are up there will follow Tirza uh, coming up behind you and start a stabbing. Ooh, that's a natural 20. Very nice. I mean, it's not going to be much. Nice, uh, yeah. So that's 15 uh, points of piercing damage from the crit. <sighs> that's cute. <laughs> And then the other attack will have been to na- for 19 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. 
And that's for another eight points of piercing damage. Fifteen plus eight. Cool. And then the second one attacks. Because they both get two attacks, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, a six is probably not going to do it, but a twenty-two mm -hmm. will. That will, yeah. For ugh, a whopping three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're going to recover from that, Tears. It's true. The draconic-looking cultist by the door will look around. Their rod will suddenly settle, pointing towards the center of the room. At first, Grawl, you think it's pointing towards you, but then it will shift to the left, pointing directly towards Darren Dunn. Yeah, had a feeling. Fuck. That tracks. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Darren Dunn will suddenly go rigid, his eyes kind of like snapping open, but like flicking around as though in panic, and with like almost no movement in his joints, he will begin just like tottering forward, walking towards the creature by the door, the wand held in its hand, always pointing towards Darren Dunn. Uh, and that is its turn. That brings us back to the top with Tirza. So question, Mike, that I think I know the answer to. But if I use Stormstrike and I hit two people, but I'm not wearing my Ascension armor, it doesn't count towards my armor Ascension, correct? That is a very good question, and one I hope to find the answer to right now. You don't need to level up your gear know. right now. You need to not die. But I also want to level up my gear, though. Oh my you might be able to do both. Okay, you should just go put it on really quick. It'll take like a half Ten an hour. minutes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd love. I'd love to storm strike. Who are you storm striking? There's a big cluster of people right in front of you. Do it. Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean. I was talking about the guys behind me. Oh, okay. Lame. No, I wasn't, I wasn't um... going to send a storm strike directly into my... You don't want to kill your mom? And my best friend. Not and Sid. Time, no. Oh, uh, sorry. I thought you... And uh, Sid's there, too. I thought I was your best friend, but okay. Great. I'm just, I'm just you know, here. It's fine. The that's the thing. You were not gonna, you're not going to hit me. I'm on the ground. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, Cherish has been, like real uncomfortable with me lately so sid's probably closer to being my best friend right now anyway yes oh, true in your face cherish as you're lying on the ground you guys Just did like, do all of that jump training together yeah yeah that is true yeah. where's that put grawl he's not you know worried workplace yeah, associate you're my best That's friend grawl Grawl's like, like, like the cool older brother grawl you are friendship ended with Friendship ended with Tirza. Grawl is my new best friend. Also, Grawl, you're my best drinking friend. That which should some might say than, is better. Yeah, everyone would say it's better, but it's fine. Anyways, yeah. back to the fight. Okay. Storm strike, storm strike. How does a dirty 20 do? Now, when you storm oh. strike, you need to select a target first. Yes. Because you are throwing your weapon at somebody. And yes. then the lightning is coming off of you after that. And I was going to go for the person who was not 
priest who did not try to touch me. Okay. The other guy. But you are also attempting to hit both of them with the lightning that follows? So it's like a five foot wide. Correct. Beam. So if I yeah. could hit both of them, that would be. A deal. A deal. Uh, to... Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it, unless they're standing really far apart. I just no, they're they're they are absolutely right not. Yeah, because they're having to crowd through this doorway to attack you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you could very easily do this, but you're so you're throwing your weapon at the one that didn't touch you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what was that to hit? To the twenty. Twenty is gonna hit. So just the just the regular damage on that is uh five, and then both of them have to do dex. Th- Dex saves. God, and the first one so has it at disadvantage, yes? Correct. Okay. Oh, buddy. Uh, <laughs> so the one that you hit with the hammer mm-hmm. rolled a just amazing five. Oh, that's no good. And the one right next to it rolled a whopping eight. <laughs> oh, babies got some tough cookies <laughs> um yeah no they both fail which means that they take where the hell did i write down my storm strike oh it's right here okay i'm just so proud of tirza for not hitting me <laughs> with this <laughs> she's <Just> learning <laughs> I mean, you have evasions now, so honestly, not, now I'm, I'm way you. more equipped to deal with it. Yes, that is and true. the only time that I did that was like a kind of drastic situation. Um, yeah, that is math is hard. I'm sorry. No eight worries. plus eight lightning Six. damage. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. All right both of those boys did not like that one bit they are both smoked and cooking and there is a huge flash of light i need uh the people who are conscious so basically just sid uh yeah. in this room to roll me a constitution saving throw oh, Netta and the assassin will make one as well i'm good at those oh shit what don't even worry about it guys that's an eight. <laughs> cool. Oh, no. Sid, you and the assassin are blinded for the next round. Great. As there is a flash of rainbow light and tears us. Suddenly you find yourself wearing your arm. <gasps> oh! I mean, Fuck! it sucks because now I can't like kill this assassin and save your mom, but you I, know, pretty I cool. I never <laughs> die. <laughs> coolest thing that's ever happened oh my god i wish i was conscious for this (laughs) i'm so excited for next round (laughs) it does not count towards your ascension number but it re-equips your armor fuck that's cool that's awesome that's cool if if you use storm strike while unequipped with the armor nice so you might want to make a note of that (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I blinded you, but it's worth it. Uh, that will bring us to Netta, who actually was not blinded. Her back was to you, so 
Um, good, 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 good. She will. Hmm. What do you want to do with this? Oh, remember how we were going to talk about this? Hey. Cherish. <laughs> yeah? Did you have your staff on you? Uh, so that's a really good thing that I was actually thinking about. Um, I don't think I have anything. Okay. Very good. Like, that's... my stuff is in the room. Mm-hmm. For sure. But it, but it like, wasn't, like, this... on your person when you fell. No, and I think the wand is in the bag of holding. Not that I think that makes any difference, but sure. Yeah, no. the staff is probably uh, in the room. In the but... other room that I ne Netta is just looking for like a weapon to grab that is right on top of her and not finding oh, one. I mean, so my my stack of javelins is somewhere in this room. Sure, but that would require her moving at least five feet away from this assassin, and she's yeah. not really willing to do that. If she could oh, just like scoop a staff up from where it fell, then maybe. But that's fair. Um, that is not the case, so it's not going to happen. Oh, Instead... I thought you were talking about. Oh, well, I thought you were talking about my fire staff, but yeah, that's what I was talking also... about. Oh, but I thought so. My core, I okay. I, I assumed you got staff. rid of your quarter staff when you have no. a fire staff. I don't know. You've, you're no, carrying around two staves, then. It was made for me by a very nice man who carved my name on it. That is Why true. Would I it? Maybe I so... left it at home. I, have to I just decide. I don't know. <laughs> I enjoy the image of Cherish with like two sticks, just like walking I holes, like an old person. Back. <laughs> I imagine they were on her back. Because I'm. Not Either way, Netta does not have yeah. uh, a weapon to grab, and since she is not willing to use you as a weapon, she is instead going to. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Thank just... you. Uh, kick up magic missile to the next level and fire it with four bolts straight at this guy's face. Hell yeah. Dang! Level two magic missile? 13 damage into this guy's face. He is not enjoying this. I yep. think so. As a sixth level cleric, she would be able to do that. Um... She that's her whole turn basically. So that will bring us to the assassin. Um hmm. is he going to finish off Cherish? No, he's busy attacking Netta. That's good. Uh oh. Now this assassin has disadvantage, correct? Oh right, because he's blind. Okay, that's very good. Um, that's very good. Because mm -hmm. I just rolled a crit. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's not a crit anymore. Instead, it's a four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes! Okay. And the next one is a nine. So yeah, neither of them hit. Uh, so this yeah. assassin is blindly flailing at uh, Netta, and she's just dancing around its swinging blade. That will bring us to Sid. Okay. Now, my attacks have disadvantage but attacks against this assassin have advantage what am i rolling a straight roll <laughs> okay you also have double disadvantage i mean technically... it all once it cancels out once it's just canceled out oh, yeah okay yeah uh okay otherwise you start stacking advantages and disadvantages and, and gets... that's just Ooh, that's and that's true. just silly yeah and we want to avoid silliness on this podcast at all costs. <laughs> yeah, we're never yeah, silly. Sure. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, how does a 17 look? 17 looks great. Oh, good. 
Uh, great for me or great for the assassin? <laughs> yes. uh, great for you, bad for whatever health insurance plan this assassin is. <laughs> is there a uh -huh. health insurance market in, this, in, in the if valley? If it's higher scale, it's probably really shitty health insurance. Uh. The premiums are probably outrageous. He allows you to live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's you pay, <laughs> you don't die. Health insurance. Uh, so the first attack uh, does 29 damage. Okay, so you skewer this assassin from behind. Uh -huh. uh, it lets it as your the pommel of your blade connects with its the meat of his back, and he okay. like lifts up a little bit, and then when you rip it out, he just slumps forward. Uh, I'm do. Can I tell that it's dead? <laughs> uh, I you're see. blind, so no. Okay. Uh, I stab at the air, I guess. And Netta lets out a uh, a shout and says, "He's dead, you fool!" I got him. Did I get him? You got him. Oh yeah! <laughs> Suck it, Storm Piercer. Not drunk. Where am I? Okay. <laughs> Where are they? As as many. Hey, Terra, did you see that? Said, I'm not drunk. <laughs> You're drunk. Where am I? Darren Dunn will stagger towards the door, past you, Grawl, mm -hmm. past the assailants that you're fighting, and move to be in front of the Draconic creature, who will slowly... Uh, looks like they're about to turn. Super, like, very bad. I'm gonna go get him. Uh, well, that would be nice if it wasn't Cherish's turn. Mm -hmm. Saving throw. Number two. That's five. That's strike one. Yep. And that brings one us one. to the only person who actually saw Darren Dunn leave would be Grawl. Uh, okay. Fuck, 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 fuck. Um. So I still have the... One dude left right here with me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they left. Fuck. Okay. Well, I got to deal with the problem that's gonna attempt to stab me. So. Well, the draconic creature is still inside the inn. It hasn't had a chance to. Move. It just well, seems to have forced Darren Dunn to walk out of the inn. Right. Um. But the Abishai isn't trying to stab me, so I'm going to go with the dude who did, uh, damn, er, was mean to me. He got close to me and sure. gave, me, gave me a bad yep. look. I um, like this plan. Yep, I'm going to smack good plan. him. Good, good, good plan. Smack him. Uh, I'm going to hit him with my sword. I'm going to swing away at him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Come on, mm -hmm. baby. Um, that is a... Um, 16. 16 will hit. Perfect. So, attack one. Um, so 11 damage. Okay. Okay, and then attack two is a 14. 14 just hits. Perfect. Um, not for a lot of damage here. Uh, it's gonna be a six. Six. Didn't like that. Mm. Taking some hits. Not down yet. Ooh. Definitely looks hurt though. 
Okay. That will bring us to Cultus. Uh, the draconic-looking creature will walk out of the inn, seemingly following Darren Dunn. The cultist in front of you, Grawl, mm -hmm. will uh, hold up its hand. The brand on its uh, arm will shine. It will wave a hand, and behind you, a long uh, three-tailed whip will appear in the air as it casts Spiritual Weapon. And that spiritual weapon's gonna whip at you. Uh, that's going to be a fifteen to hit. Um, I am going to use uh, shield. Cast shield. Okay. Yep. I cast shield, and yay! Now all of my spell slots are gone. Great. All right, and then it will attack you with its daggers because spiritual weapon is a bonus action to cast. Fun times. Fantastic. Okay. Dagger, dagger. Oh, those are terrible. Perfect. Uh, especially if your AC is a lot higher. Yeah. Uh, Tirza, the two in front of you are cooked and not happy with their situation. Yeah, I know. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. They brought this on themselves. Like, they attacked us. One of them will lunge out at you with another crackling bit of energy. Uh, now that they see you're wearing armor, they're going to have a much harder time to do this. Yeah. 14's probably not going to do it. No. The other <laughs> one deals. will look at you, its brand will flash, and uh, it will say, FLEE! And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. I... Don't try to eye in the law, me, bitch. Um, does a seventeen make it? Yeah, you resist the command that tries to overtake you. Tears is just like laughed, like. <laughs> Mike no. sounded sad about that. No. Yeah, it does. And as you laugh, that brings us to you. Cool. Um, is is the one that tr just tried to make me flee cl uh, closer to the banister or farther away? They're both about equal distance. They're probably, I mean, they're less than five feet away. The, the railing here isn't that far away from your door. So, but is, am I facing the railing or is it yes. like a... Yes, yes you are. Oh shit, really? Mm-hmm. Fuck them all. Hey, so the one that just Hello. told me to flee, <laughs> can I attempt to just like shove it over the railing. Give me an opposed athletics check with this thing. Cool. Oh, that was a d10. I don't know what my dice are. <laughs> oh, damn. D10 doesn't even look like a d20. Yeah. It looks Does like a 9 do it? It looks like no, it holds yeah. fast as you try to shove him backwards. Uh, he will grab onto his friend and they'll sort of hold as you just try to shove forward with the shield. That's totally fair. I rolled really bad. Um, I say that out loud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I storm struck, did I throw my mace over the edge of the balcony? 
It would have struck one of them, no. It probably, like, landed in the gut of one of these guys and then clomped to the floor. Ah, oh, cool. Can I try to pick it up? Uh, you can use your move action to pick it up, yeah. Cool. I'd like to do that. Alright, so, like, you shove forward with your shield, sort of holding them both, so you basically scrum forward rugby style, so you can lean down and grab your mace back up. Fuck yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. You don't actually move them, but you unsettled them enough to grab your mace. Okay. That will bring us to Netta, who will turn towards you, Tirza, rush forward, and as you, like, reel back with your mace, she will lunge forward and touch your mace arm and cast Magic Weapon. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck, that's a great spell. So, you now have plus one to all damage and attack rolls. Excellent. Uh, and that was just her bonus action. So with her uh, whole action, she will turn and uh, say and let's see. Oh. No, she can't do that. Because that would be... Uh, she'll cast Spare the Dying on Cherish. Oh, Thank you. Uh, you're stable just... and unconscious. You're not alive. In my head, I say I'm alive. <laughs> Fair enough. I was hoping that, like, I wouldn't have to deal with healing you since I was leaving you in the room with a cleric. I was just like, that'll probably work out. <laughs> Calculated. Yeah, she uh, will... Basically, Actually, the it... order of that is sort of reversed. She, as she's rushing past... Cherish, she'll lean down, cast Spare the Dying, then rush up behind you, Tirza, and say a prayer to Ozzy Dahaka before blessing your weapon. Nice. Assassin's dead. That brings us to Sid. Sid, you're no longer blind. Hooray! Um, I see Cherish on the ground. Uh, I did not see uh, Netta cast anything on Cherish, I believe. Um, so what I would do is probably give Cherish a healing potion. Okay. Uh, brush over and pour a healing potion down her throat. Yeah. Uh, what size healing potion? Uh, I have a greater healing potion on me, so that's the one. Nice. I mean, I have a bunch, but yeah, that's I will use that one. 44 plus 4. Yeah. Nice. So, Cherish, you are healed, and you wake up. All right. It's like, you'll get them next time. I believe in you. Meanwhile, Darren Dunn is doing something outside. Yeah. And that brings us to Cherish, who is awake. Okay. In my head, as a free action, can I ask the lesser what's going on downstairs, if he knows? Uh, and a voice from the room behind you... Uh, where he has apparently not moved this whole time, uh, no. we'll say, I have no friggin' clue. Okay, cool. Um, well, I would like to know what's going on downstairs. Because uh, I can see I mean, I could, is dead. I could do no, that no, if you I'm wanted sorry, to. I'm... Okay. No, no, I'm so sorry. I'm saying that. Sorry, Lester. I'm talking to my DM. <laughs> oh, yeah, him. Um, Good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I confused you. Um, I would like to know what's going on outside or downstairs. 
Mm. Um, because I see the assassins dead, and there are three people on top of two people up here. And I know the window's broken. Yes. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> mm -hmm. So... Am I gonna have to heal you again? Oh wait, no. No, because you'll... I'm not gonna be there. Okay. Um, <laughs> I cast fly on myself. Yeah. Um... movement um although it's 120 total right like if i didn't use an action if you, if you use your whole turn to move oh but you used an action but you yeah. cast an action to yeah. cast the spell right. that's right that's right my bad sorry but basically using my entire 60 feet to get like what i would assume is the front of this in and because i have keen mind i'm assuming i can figure that out yeah you absolutely can uh all Does of the above keen mind work if you're unconscious but I went downstairs. Yeah, we know the layout of the... Oh, true. You probably yeah. wouldn't even need Keen Mind, honestly, but um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you we'll know whether or not to turn left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, with the intention of flying back inside through the front, but if I happen to see anything outside, then who knows? Okay, so you just throw, cast fly on yourself and throw yourself out the window? Yes, I do. Sweet. Uh, the You're lesser welcome. will let out a squeak and scamper after you, and then as he too is throwing himself out the window, he'll transform into a raven. Yeah. And so you all <laughs> see Cherish just throw herself out the window. Uh, I do probably say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> moving your full 60 feet, you can move around the side of the building. You see now that this inn is on a corner street, actually. Your windows were overlooking a street, and the front of the inn is on a separate street. So this is like a, a prime corner location here. Oh. You see out in the main street, uh, and like looking around, you can kind of tell you're in a semi-run-down area of the dock wards of mm -hmm. Wickmore's Landing sort of near the southern edge of the city. From where you are with the city lights, you can see across the river to the humongous windmills that always churn in the uh, the farm belts out over there. But down in the street, lit by the strange living wicks, you can see a staggering Frankensteinian form of Darren Dunn sort of just like lurching down the street, his arms and legs stiff, and coming up behind him is a strange draconic figure with a wand still pointed at Darren Dunn, seemingly like pushing Darren Dunn onward. Um, can I ask the lesser uh, if he can distract the draconic creature without putting himself in danger? Maybe? Maybe. But not this turn. Okay. <laughs> nope, I got you. <laughs> that will bring us to Grawl. Okay, so I still have the one dude left? Mm-hmm. Okay, well... And you see the fight has broken out from the room above you on the railing to, like, kind of a pushing battle in the door of the room. Okay, well, I need to deal with this dude um, before I can do anything. Um, again, I am going to slash at him with my greatsword. Alright. 
that's totally going to hit because that is a 25 for attack. Cast damage. shield. No, he doesn't know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that absolutely hits. Perfect. Okay, so attack one is going to be uh, 13 damage. Okay. <laughs> Exaxes. Uh, he goes down with this first blow. Just... <laughs> All right. Um, excellent. Cool. Um, and now I'm going to raise them as a specter because I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> it's always in Wickmore's Landing, too. Yeah. This place be spooky, okay? How is that going to work? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So you slash at this guy and he goes down. Uh, what does the What kind of action does it take to use the specter thing? Uh, I am reading it right now, and I can't see anything that says. Starting at 6th level, you can curse the soul of a person you slay, temporarily binding it to your service. Uh, uh, again, I think it, it just happens. It just happens. It doesn't say anything. I read this like three times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it says mm-hmm. nothing about it being an action or a bonus action, other than it gets uh, um, temporary hit points half to my warlock level, and then I have to roll initiative for it. Well, please do that then. Yep. Okay. Do you have the specter stats? Yep, I've got them pulled up. Okay. Um, I rolled an 18 for its initiative. Wow. All right. Cool. That's a much better initiative than you mm-hmm. do. <laughs> cool. Um, gains a bonus to special uh, special bonus to its attack rolls equal to your charisma modifier. So it has a plus four to all of its attack rolls on top of whatever its usual specter stuff is? Yep. Cool. Uh, and do you have any commands for it right off the bat? Uh, yeah. Uh, how many people are left up in the doorway? Two? You One? see two. Two. Great. It's going to go attack uh, them. It will do that on its turn, yes. Okay. Which, it in the initiative order, it goes after Neta, but before Sid. Okay. Um, perfect. And... I am going to. God. I don't know that Cherish has flown out of a window. God damn it. Nobody, nobody, nobody saw does. it coming. <laughs> I mean, anyone who knows you. Anyone yeah. who knows you saw it coming, but yeah. yes, only. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, in that case, uh, Girl's going to move to the, the open uh, doorway. To see if he can see where um, uh, Darren Dunn and the the spooky dragon boy went. Abishai. Nah, I like spooky dragon boy. Uh, you definitely see them both down the street a ways. You also see a flying tiefling just above you. Um, okay. With a fluttering raven nearby. Ooh, and subtle. yeah, Darren Dunn is probably about. 70 feet down the road, and the draconic creature is maybe only 50. Um, And the front of the bar is still surrounded by people? No. No? Okay. There actually seems to be suspiciously nobody out on the street right now. Huh. Yeah, there wasn't like a mob of people. It's just it looked like there was a bunch of people coming in through the door because there was a small crowd of people coming through the door. Fair enough. It's not like the whole place was surrounded. Yeah, it was okay. like four people and and Abishai. 
Yeah, plus the that. assassin came in from above. Yeah. Uh, that is Grawl's turn. That will bring us to cultists. The two are on the top are quickly running out of options here. Um. They just saw a specter of their dead friend come up. Yeah, well, that hasn't quite happened yet. So they are not aware of that oh, that's true. just yet. Um, Tirza, I need you to give me another wisdom saving throw. Okay. As one of them casts a spell. <gasps> oh. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yes. God. I mean, with my bonus, it no. is. No. 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 Okay. Smells suspiciously like a botch. Yeah. 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 That's okay. Awesome. So. <laughs> Cast hold person on you. Son of a bitch. And yep. you are paralyzed. Yep. So if I can read paralyzation real quick, if I can find it, there we go. So, you automatically fail strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls have advantage against you. Any attack within five feet of you is automatically a hit, and you cannot move or speak. Cool. So, when they start retreating, you do not get any opportunity attacks. You fuckers. And they will begin moving away down towards the stairs, taking their full movement from this room, they will get to the top of the stairs. That will bring us to Tirza. Uh, do I roll another wisdom saving throw to try to... At the end of it? each of your turns, yes. And I assume I can't do anything else on my turn because I'm paralyzed. You cannot move or speak. This is right. So unless you have something you can do without moving or speaking... <laughs> Some no. kind of late, latent telekinetic powers. <laughs> oh yeah, I um I forgot to tell you guys I can destroy people with my mind. Tears style. Tears is secretly a mind flare. <laughs> oh god, are we all secretly mind flares? No. Um, so just wait. I'm secretly an Ceramorphosis is a hell of a drug. Anyway, I'm so a moth boy. I was very very close to balancing out the universe by getting a natural twenty. But I got a 19. So. Okay. All right. So suddenly you're free of the paralysis, but it's the end of your turn. Yeah. Stupid buttholes. Stupid buttholes, indeed. Compared to the uh, smart buttholes. Netta will dash to the side, grab a javelin out bundle, and slip past you out the door and wing one of these javelins at the uh, retreating form of one of these cultists. Nice. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think she just might. Oh, unless she rolls a one on damage, in which case. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck? Is that enough to kill this guy, actually? She's had a hard day, you guys. <laughs> actually, the javelin plants in the back of his shoulders and he just. Oh, and then goes rolling down the stairs. <laughs> nice. Nice. Get fucked. Nerd. That will bring us to the specter, which Perfect. will fly. How? What's its fly speed? Um, its fly speed is uh, the specter can move through other. Uh, it's in core, in core, uh, fifty feet. 
Yeah, so it just flies straight at the guy at the top of the stairs. Yep. Okay. And then it and is... And to remind people, this specter is made of just, like, constantly dripping weird, like, blood mucus that is running down. I mean, it it vaguely looks humanoid, but it has no resemblance to the creature that it spawned from. Can I just say that blood mucus is such an excellent, like, metal band name hell yeah, yeah. okay you guys like, it's happening we're starting a blank band we're going on show next week i mean for anyone and grawl that... mm -hmm. what you didn't notice before but what is impossible not to notice now is in the whirls of blood that drip down over this thing's form are letters oh fuck written in a language that you can't help but understand now Mm -hmm. because cool. that language is indelibly burned into your mind mm -hmm. and as you read them i need you to make a sanity check yep whoops no it's good 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 it's a 10 okay you're fine okay one of these days and... is gonna fuck me <laughs> yeah you're rolling well yeah you can see that this person's name was Alexi Fairbanks. Okay. What? Ooh. They lived for precisely 33 years. <gasps> oh no! Happy What's birthday! What's today? You can see that they're soul was in some way bound to some greater power but that bond has been irrevocably severed now it's as though in the the language written here you see chains that would have been bound to this to this soul to the spirit but whatever you did broke that bond god I hate when that happens uh-huh and you see all of this information just in the little whirls and patterns within the blood seep over this thing. That's so cool. I feel really bad now. Hey, hey, listeners, if you include an NPC name in your review, it'll be the name of Grawl's next Blood Spectre. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. Grawl's new blood, son. <laughs> My blood, boys. <laughs> Listeners, do you want to become one of Grawl's blood sons? Well, then we have we got a deal for you. Please, that will bring us to Sid. Wait, wait, uh, uh -huh. wait, wait. Does it get? Uh, does it get? Oh attack? yeah, it actually it gets to attack. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I was reveling in the horror. Yeah, I want. I want it's all so the horror. Yeah, it's spooky, and the spook is gonna kill you too. Okay, so I get to plus eight to this attack, which is a nat twenty, by the way. Oh, oh my God. no! Fuck him up. Good lord! Um, the specter's just okay. gonna frighteners this guy. Yeah. Um. So the max Hooray it can do. for our favorite son. <laughs> the max it can do is three d six, which is uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Uh. So eighteen. Does it have three d six plus anything? Uh. No. Just three d six. Uh. Necrotic okay. damage. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I think he's dead. I think he's dead. I think he's this damned. Definitely dead. 
So 18 is uh-huh. our baseline. Yep. Plus another 3d6. Mm-hmm. Uh, which isn't awesome. It's another um, 8. So 26. So I think 26 is pretty good, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the specter's weird dripping hands that, again, the drips don't go anywhere. They just sort of just disappear into nothing below this thing's form. We'll let out a, a ghastly moan as its hands enter the torso of its former companion. Cool. The cultist will let out a shriek, his eyes suddenly going black, and then green and brown flashes will just out of his eyes, and light will explode out of his mouth as his skin shrivels, and black green veins will crawl up its neck, and he'll fall over dead. Fuck, that's metal. And that will bring us to Sid. Uh, do I see these dudes die? Uh, I guess I'm in the room. Oh, no, so. yeah. Uh, you so saw. I, you definitely saw Netta like grab a javelin from outside, and then just it. like, yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's awful screams happening because uh, somebody's getting blood sunned. So um. <laughs> don't don't tell don't tell Netta. She's not gonna just like, like that. <laughs> Just like, oh, that's the screams of someone getting blood sunned. I know those. I know those I mean, honestly, Netta is the only one to happen right. Poor thing. Um, so I'll run out of the room. See, I look around, see that they're dead. Um, I guess I'll run to the front of the tavern. Um. Okay, so you leap over the corpses of the fallen. Uh, you'd have to use your dash to get all the way to the front. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, that will even bring you outside if you wanted to. You could catch up with Grawl. I would very much like that, yeah. Um, okay. And then look around, see if I can find uh, Cherish, because I know Cherish took off. Look up. Yeah, very easy. <laughs> okay, great. Do I notice uh, Darren and the and the possible Abishai? Yes, they are very obvious. Okay. I w- uh, Sid wasn't looking for that, but like, uh, yeah, he sees it. Okay, cool. That is my turn. Okay, that will bring us to Darren, who is just going to keep tottering down the road as though pulled by puppet strings that no one can see. And that will bring us to Cherish. Cherish, Hi. the the draconic creature is about 60 feet away from you. Darren Dunn has moved another, like, He's probably 130 feet down the road. All right. And really quick, Mike, would that movement include if I double dashed? So uh, action and bonus action dashed. Would that would that bring me to the front or or would I? No, just your movement and then a dash of either sort. Could I? If you you double dashed, you could probably just about catch up with the draconic creature. I think I'm going to do that. Okay. Okay, sorry. You're probably about 10 feet away from it. Great. Let's see how this guy feels about some magic missiles. Okay. Show me magic missile. Well, let's see. Um, So three at first level. Mm -hmm. Four, five, 
six. Oh, I'm Jesus. Casting it at fourth level. Okay. I don't even have enough D4s for that, so <laughs> let's do these ones first. <laughs> uh, okay, so five, nine, eleven, thirteen. Eighteen force damage. Eighteen force damage. Not a fan. Not a fan. Is this something that might break concentration <laughs> if there is any? Um. Hmm. There is not. This is not a spell th it. that this creature is casting. Yeah. Shit. Well, it did some damage. Hopefully, just. That will bring us... Are you staying where you are? Just hovering above? Uh, no, I'm going to uh, fly my full 60 feet forward. Uh, I guess towards Sid. To Sid. Okay. So you're yeah, floating like just Sid's above the creature and with Sid. I see. Hey, I found you. No, you're still drunk. Cool. Yeah. I wait. I'm not <laughs> drunk. That Very brings us to Grawl. <coughs> Ooh, sorry. That brings us to Grawl. You're, you're muted, you're, yeah, you're muted. Oh. I've been talking away. <laughs> and just making jokes. No one's hearing my jokes. It's a sad day. Okay. Um, how far away is uh the Abishai? The Dracronic creature is or, roughly yep. uh let's see, from where you would be, it would be about fifty feet. Fifty feet? Perfect. Mm -hmm. Um I'm going to move uh 30 my 30 feet and then i am going to use my hexblades curse on this dude okay yep cool and then because that is a bonus action to which i am then going to use um i'm gonna use my eldritch blast on this nerd hell yeah yeah um cool so let's see if this hits uh, beam one is not going to hit, not with a two. Mm -mm. Nope. With a two. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, I, uh, fourteen plus, uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. We'll hit. Oh, okay. Ooh. oh boy. Are really yeah. That's why I got out the D10. Oh, no. Uh, six. Six, six damage. damage. All right. Yep. And Sounds that's good. my turn. Okay, so you are all sort of clumped together with Cherish. How far up off the ground are you? Ah, oh, Jesus, I don't know. Um, how? I mean, how high up was the second story window? About fifteen feet. Yeah. So probably that. Okay. Maybe twenty. Let's say twenty. Okay. Twenty is a nice even number. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. This creature will rush for. Uh, it will turn around. It actually doesn't really have to move. Mm -hmm. Um. It will wave the wand towards Darren Dunn, but then like turn towards all of you. 
there seems to be a momentary lock connection. It will turn the wand on itself and prod the brand on its arm, the five-toed claw, and you can see that one of those toes flares, and it flares black. And suddenly its skin ripples and its flesh contorts and you see the coloring on it change. That's cool as hell. Yeah. And then it will breathe in and then go huge gout of poisonous green fume will just spray across all of you. I need everyone to make... Yeah, you guessed it. Good job. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. You sure you don't want that to be dexterity? Pretty sure, yep. <laughs> What's the range on this? Uh, it is a 30-foot cone. Fuck. So it's fucking enormous. Yeah. Jesus. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You mother... Okay. You said dexterity saving throw? Nope. I said a constitution nope. saving throw. Oh, constitution, throw. okay. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, that bad, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's not the worst it could possibly be. It's so close, though. <laughs> Mine's pretty good, but I have so few hit points that it probably doesn't matter. What do we got? I got a 23. Uh, I got a 3. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, 17. 17. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sid. Yep. You are taking 25 poison okay. damage. Okay. Okay. Grawl and Cherish are taking 13 points of poison yep. damage. Oof. And let me guess, that is an automatic death, death saving throw fail. <laughs> you fell 20 feet just out of the ground? Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep, 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 yep. Ka-chunk. <laughs> <laughs> Two times in one fight. I think that's a record. My From above, a voice will say, Oh, not again. <laughs> As I fall, I'm like, I'm doing my best. <laughs> that will bring us to Tirza. So I'd like to dash, but I'm wondering how much movement I can save myself if instead of going down the stairs, I can just launch myself off of the balcony it's the way to do it running hell yeah well i would counter that question with another question and that is what is tears reaction when she flies outside and sees this blood specter having drained somebody of vital essence i mean i've seen Grawl's blood specter before this is true mm-hmm I know he does the creepy nonsense. Yes, you've seen this creature once before. Yeah, I guess what is the aftermath of this, like, dead thing? There is a just emaciated husk on the ground. (laughs) Oh, like in the mummy. Just like in the mummy. Right next to another dead cultist who has javelins embedded in its back. Yeah, that doesn't bother me so much. Okay. I think I'm well, more worried about my friends. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, if you just hit the ground running and tried to leap off of this balcony, you could probably cut your movement down by about 10 feet and probably get to the front door with a single movement. That is assuming you make this uh, 
<laughs> dexterity check of some kind. I'm guessing acrobatics, acrobatics to yeah. leap off of this railing and not land on your ass. Okay. I'm not, like, absolutely terrible at that. I don't know. We'll don't see. you have disadvantage <gasps> on dexterity stuff because of... No, just on stealth. And okay. also, I just made a nat 20. So. Alright. So, you don't even bother like plowing through the railing you plant a foot on it and just leap off and land and then with a tuck and roll in armor this heavy this should not be possible something about your movements is moving with a graceful lightning assisted alacrity is it almost serpentine you might even say <laughs> no <laughs> no one would say that no <laughs> cool um I mean, that's my full movement in action, so. All right. That will bring us to Netta, who is only just now seeing the Blood Spectre for the first time. <laughs> A little unsure about what to do about that. Um, she saw that it helped, because it was right next to the dude that got hit yeah, with the... It, it yeah, didn't technically kill... <laughs> Helpful Spectre. Yeah, she oh, is just gonna that. put a pin in that one. Great. Um, cool. yeah. When when she was talking about Rashad, like, oh, he made deals with devils <laughs> and the Fey and other forces, and I was like, yeah, me too. Pretty hey. much same. Oh, who hasn't at this point? Like, it's, it's just... magic. Look, if she could turn undead, she would, but she can't, so she won't. Um. <laughs> Her turn only works on other outsiders. Um, she is going to rush past the specter, giving it a very weary look. Uh, but can I, can I have scooping as she moves and grab one of the daggers up off of the fallen cultists? Uh, you have it wave at her, <laughs> just like as she's going by. Okay, yeah. Okay. Noted. Um. That brings us to the Spectre. Uh, Spectre uh, is going to move straight out the wall out and out <laughs> towards us. True, he will. Fucking, like, it's going to make a nice splurping sound as it goes through. It leaves, uh, like, a bit of a, a red shimmering patch of ectoplasm on the wall yeah. as it shifts through it. Yeah, and now he's outside, and he's got 50 feet of movement. <laughs> yeah, and he's going to... Fly straight towards uh, Dragon Boy, I'm guessing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Nito, that's what's <laughs> up. <laughs> give me, give me that, give me that Spectre attack. Yeah, oh, it turns see, out you I... can move amazingly quickly when you're not hindered by things like walls. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> so plus eight to this. Um, or resistance. It's probably not gonna do great. Uh, it's a fourteen to hit. Fourteen will not hit. Okay. Well, that's this it. thing will lunge forward with its spectral hands, and uh, the spectral hands will actually be battered away by this thing's rod. <laughs> so the rod makes physical contact with the spectral. Mm-hmm. Oh. Not like that. That will bring us to Sid. Uh, it's not... I thought Tears went before me. Tears has spent her whole turn, like, running and Dashing. jumping right yes sorry i was thinking that was grawl's turn okay yes uh i see the specter attacking this guy 
I would like to uh, take advantage of this uh, fucker's distraction. And yeah, God, flank with the blood specter. Yes. Right. Don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah. If Grawl ever gets into a fight by himself, he can flank with himself, basically. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, assuming you've already killed somebody, yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm. Right, right, yeah. Uh, let's do We're always that. already assuming that. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. This, is the game ever <laughs> this might be the greatest game ever created. Okay. Uh, I'm Real guessing sweaty. a 12 doesn't hit. 12 does not hit. Creature ducks out of the way. I'm rolling so poorly. That is... Uh, what about a 17? 17. It will flick a hand and cast shield blocking your strike with an oh. arcane glimmering glow. Oh, you motherfucker. Oh, Mike, I forgot to ask. Is it daylight? Is it day or night right now? Uh, it is late afternoon. Okay. So there's still daylight. So the light is dwindling, and that's why the street lights are lit. Okay. There is still daylight. Okay. Would that hinder, would that activate the sunlight sensitivity of the specter then? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Cool. I've just got disadvantage now on attack rolls for that. Okay. Yeah, seeing as it didn't hit, it didn't really matter, I guess. Yeah. Um, right. That, uh, Sid, is that all for you? Uh, I shout, hey, that's cheating. And yeah, that's it. And it will say something in kind in a language you don't understand. And the only person who could understand it is unconscious. Mm -hmm. Damn it. Um, speaking of which, that brings us to Dunn, who's actually going to be able to get a saving throw this round because he is not being concentrated on, but he rolls a five. Uh, Damn it, Darren. Why is he so bad? So hard Darren? to help you, you absolute fool. That brings us to Cherish with a death saving throw. Everything is everything is Darren's fault. Fifteen. Oh yeah. There one pass. One success. One failure. That's good. That brings us to Grawl. Okay. Um, it stopped moving, so that's good. Um. Fuck. What can I? Uh. I guess I am going to. I'm going to bonus action teleport directly to it using the hexblades curse teleport fun funness that that is, and then right. I'm gonna swing away at this uh this this spooky boy. All right, between you, Sid, and the Spectre, you've got mm -hmm. this guy fairly handily surrounded, so you have advantage on all the attack rolls. Perfect. Ooh, uh, that's a 19, and I crit on a 19 for cursed targets. That is true. Interesting. His Ooh. AC at the moment is effectively 20, but a crit automatically hits no matter what. A crit is a crit is a crit is a crit is a crit. So, yeah, 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 this hits. Okay. Hell yeah. Perfect. Okay. So we're talking about. So... I mean, you rolled a 19, and then it's like plus 8, so it's still a 27. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so maximum damage on this is 12 plus, so 19, starting at 19. Yep. All right, because he's hexbladed, so you have your proficiency bonus on top of that. Yep. Oh, boy. Yep, so 19 plus another 8, so it's 27 for attack 1. Well, plus, again, your modifiers to the roll. 
to right. charisma and proficiency, yeah, 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 yeah. right? So, yep. Oh boy. Oh boy. This is that's another fifteen on top of that. Okay, so uh, thirty-four damage. Yeah, for attack one. Yup. <laughs> for attack one. Yep. <laughs> the greatest sentence in all of. <laughs> Um, and that's an 18 <laughs> plus 8. So that's a 26 to hit. That Yeah, strangely enough, that'll still hit. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Excellent. And this will do um, 8 plus 7. That's another 15 damage. Ooh, spicy. Now I need to not get nice. hit, guys. You're fine. You're doing great. I have 10 HP, dude. I'm so, I'm so proud so of you. Proud of it. <laughs> Okay, that will bring us to... Oh, the cultists are dead. And that brings us to Dragonfellow, who is surrounded. Oh, no. What is going to do? Um... Isn't it that much? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the creature will assess the situation, seeing that its options are very limited. And knowing what it knows, it is going to crack the rod over its knee, breaking the item, and a shimmering orb of crimson light will just consume it, Whoa. and it will vanish. And the two halves of the rod will just fall to the ground Fuck. on the cobblestones Here. beneath its feet. And... And Darren Dunn? And Darren Dunn will let out a long wretch <laughs> a feet a hundred or so feet down the road. He moves quickly. He's fast. <laughs> well turns out when someone is propelling him with magic, he can mm -hmm. shuffle quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Oh shit. That was good. Way to was go, it? team. Yep. Um, yeah, I think I don't know if there's enough time for me to like run up. I will fix Cherish. Uh, <laughs> Cherish, give me one more death saving throw. We'll try. That's an 11. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, uh, you rush up and Cherish is still breathing, though, yeah, unconscious in the cobblestones. How do you fix Cherish? I'd like to use 40 points of lay on hands. Please. That's all of them? Mm-hmm. That all of them? That's oh. all of them. Boy, howdy. I got 10 HP left, dog. Yeah. <laughs> she just wants to see what's gonna happen. Pretty nah, much. Just, <laughs> just do it. It's fine. Girl's fine. Great. Love it. You don't know. It could be like a healing rain that, like, Heals everyone. Yeah, or it can kill everything. Or the or the storm wall could crumble. You know, mm -hmm. one or the other. <laughs> Tirza rushes forward, and you're all beginning mm. to realize that it is a bitterly cold day outside the inn. It is frighteningly cold here. The winter has its grips on Wickmore's Landing. The heat of battle is beginning to die down as Tirza rushes forward, scraping to her knees, hands outstretched towards Cherish. 
you pour every ounce of healing power into your fallen friend. Cherish, you let out a gasp as you come to 40 points just straight into the torso. Oh, huh. oh great. I can run a mile. <laughs> you all hear the distant rumble of thunder in an otherwise clear day. The clouds that roll in suddenly are terrifying in their darkness and speed as they swirl above the city. Netta, who is just coming outside of the inn as this is happening, is staring up in wide-eyed horror, wonder, reverence. You are completely unsure. I need everyone to give me perception checks except for Tirza. I've got disadvantage. Uh, 17. Oh, not too bad. Uh, um, I also got a 17. N- Here. 19 yeah. for me. Oh, bam. Yeah. Uh, so everyone got above 15? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, you would all... Cherish, you don't necessarily know the significance of this because you're exactly what just transpired but you all see the two halves of the rod that were on the ground suddenly just evaporate destroyed (laughs) Grawl's blood specter is also just dusted gone and the evidence is gone perfect excellent (laughs) Alexi Let's see. And Darren Dunn is that many feet away. Okay. Um, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that is what you notice. Okay. Where did the sun go? Okay, can I? I mean, like, so the last time Tirza used or, like, healed. Me specifically, actually. Or no, somebody. It might have been Sid, but like it rained for like 30 whole seconds in Blue Gulch, which is like the weirdest thing that's ever happened. So can I just be like, oh, God damn it, tears up. <laughs> Again? <laughs> it's not raining, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the storm clouds have just circled above you. And if anything, what you notice is the gentle fall of snow begin soon afterwards. Okay, that's not too out of character. Or out of season. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Tirza. Mm -hmm. I need you to give me a perception check. Fifteen. You don't notice the rolling storm clouds until they're already above you. You only feel the cold fleck of snow as it begins touching the top of your head. You are content in the knowledge that you have brought your companion back from the brink of death yet again. 
Still, that felt extra pointed. But as you look up across from you on a bench that sits at the edge of the water here, you can see you're less than a street away from the edge of the river, actually. There is a line of buildings that separate you from the river itself, but then in a small break, there is the teensiest little park. A little scrap of grass, single tree, and a bench beneath that tree. Sitting on the bench is a figure draped in a cloak made of scales. She has sharp features and a long nose and dark hair that frames her face. She stares directly at you, Tirza, and you stare back at her, and her face is immediately familiar. You you saw her on the streets of Blue Gulch. But she will nod at you and stand up and walk, and eventually sh the building will break line of sight. This all happens within about six seconds. Um, I think Tirza kind of like shakes herself and grabs Cherish around the shoulder and like hauls her up to her feet. You need to you need to stop putting yourself directly in the line of fire. I'll I'll always be here to heal you, but it does happen quite a bit. I, I know. I You're smart. Use it. only person who knows anything about my mother and and about Sid's family as much as I don't like him we can't lose him that makes sense but I'll I'll try to panic less <laughs> I know we're all capable I'll hug Cherish too. It's a huggy episode. It's a hug. It's a hug fest. It's a bit of a hug fest. I was gonna hug my blood specter, but someone kind of <laughs> ruined well, that moment. Thanks. No more. Girl had, girl had family again for one moment, and then I crushed it. You killed my son. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> As you embrace out here in the street, the snow falling gently around you, the bitter winter wind striking your lungs, you collect yourselves looking back over the fallen. You can see that one by one, most of the corpses of the fallen cultists begin to ignite with crimson flame. Oh, yeah. We probably All but one of them. 
The corpse that spawned the Blood Spectre remains cold and silent on the ground. Still gross. Yeah, not really sure what we're gonna do with that, but Zephyr's a bro. They'll take care of it. <laughs> As you collect yourselves and make your way back towards the inn, you can see that the sign out front hanging above the open door that you'd fled is a swinging low form of a wrapped, coiled serpentine creature with a sweeping head of curling horns, bat-like wings, talon claws, and the sign reads The Lonely Worm. So you make your way back inside, you know that this place is not safe. Quickly collect what gear you can. Darren Dunn stumbling back towards you. Netta helping you all pack. You know that you can't stay here. You need to move. Though so as you reach the city limits of... Wickmore's Landing, a decision comes to you, and that is where precisely you're headed next. I mean, Darren Dunn said it. The, store, the road leads, leads to Stormhaven. Yeah. That much is true. Are we... So perhaps we have a little more time to decide. Can we um, go to Ferrimsir? They they do seem to need our help there. That that seems to be the most out of control. I, I know that, um, what is it? Is it Strothheim that's in the south? Strothheim. Yeah, Strothheim. 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 S R O T H. Strothheim. Uh, I know that Strothheim is also not doing well, but. That's actually not true. But... It's not? Srothheim. Sid's yeah. drunk. <laughs> Where, where's the other fucking? There's another portal, and the it's one, flooding. The one below Fort Verge is the one. That's, that's the one. Okay, where, where I, Valor I, and... That's what I said. Okay. Um. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know how You're I feel all the time. <laughs> You're drunk all the time. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you said yes. you weren't drunk. <laughs> yes, I'm You're always right. drunk. I'm not drunk. But yeah, I I do think I do think that 
I do think that Farim's here is where we should go next. We can't be everywhere at once. No. But we are going to stop in Stormhaven as well. We can at least check up on things, see how it's going. I mean, it's on the way. Yeah. And I'm sure we won't be detained or <laughs> anything, and nothing will happen. Oh, uh, we'll be fine. Um, I have a few uh, things I need to check in on. So, yeah, that would be awesome. So you strike the road. At first to the south, and then heading due east. There is a easy trip across the, the Tri Bridge, and eventually onto Stormhaven. You're heading back to the big city, a place you haven't been since the end of the last trial of the Skein Witch. Which admittedly was only like a couple months ago. Yeah, like a scant two months. Uh, more like three at this point. You're yeah. nearing the end of Ember. It's closer to three, yeah. Oh, that's true. Busy three months. And as you head that way, I think there we are going to end tonight's session of Material Components. With Stormhaven on the horizon, the cult ever looming, and mysteries deepening. Despite all of that, you can always find us on Twitter at MatcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. If you have any theories about what the heck is happening in this campaign... Please, please reach out to us. I would love to hear what people think. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, and my theory is either this frame-up job on Pyre Scale is just getting way out of control, or he's fucking lying. Uh... <laughs> um, yeah. Come, uh, come hang out with me. I'm at Cry Out Olivia. Uh, I don't know. There's like all this big stuff, but also like I don't know. Things are going well for me in this one episode. Let's see how that works out. <laughs> all right then. Um, well, if you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at the Redimus. Um, yeah. Uh, come up with a better name than Blood Boys or Blood Sons. Um, Blood Boys is good. I know it's good, Blood but Sons I there's so there's got to be something better out there. There's, you know, I don't think know. Think of names. Think yeah. of names for oh, the Blood hey. Boys. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, um, instead of contacting me on social media because I'm not really on that, you can rate our podcast on whatever platform you are uh, enjoying the show with and when you do and you include an npc name in the uh, in the what is it the subject line of the review we might put that name in the show and that character might become a blood boy you don't know <laughs> it's possible oh that's not even a Probably might that's like then. that's not a might it's going in the show it's going in the show whether it's a blood boy or not alternate name Blood Boy is good, strong contender. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. I posit, Hemo Goblins. <laughs> oh, Ooh, that's very 
very good. That's very good. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. There I you think it. Mike's been sitting on that one for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I know better. You just yes, that. he summoned one. Finally, I can drop this. <laughs> yeah, basically come up with an NPC name, and then we'll make sure that Reed kills it. So it's become a hero <laughs> goblin. Although I'm pretty sure last episode I said that we wouldn't just kill off the characters that they name, but <laughs> look, we have lots of options now. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's least true. ways, you can of course find me on Twitter at MK Gargoni for uh, all your hemo goblin needs, <laughs> <laughs> and of course you can find our good good friend Omatep because even when he is not being harried by the aforementioned conspiracy of scales because let us not forget that that is the name of this section of this campaign it's true he is of course an important npc over at npc underscore an which is what i forgot to say and of course uh continuing on saturdays at least for a little while uh for the next three weeks uh, you can find elliot and i over at the greyhawk channel saturdays at 9 a.m pacific noon eastern time uh rolling on through that dreadwood in the world of greyhawk where the plot thickens and hikate the third sister well she's up to some nonsense and it's just tag nonsense all the way up and down (laughs) sometimes sideways Uh, i I don't make blood i don't make hemo goblins but i'm a pretty cool warlock too so (laughs) you should check that out (laughs) indeed god damn that's cool as always the world is chaos so please be kind to one another thank you all so much for listening watching however it is you can podcast goodbye everybody goodbye bye